Live on the Bears Sports Network, it's Boyertown Bears football. Sponsored by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Tonight, from Memorial Stadium, your Boyertown Bears take on the Exeter Eagles. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Rick Hunter and Eric Butcher. Welcome to Memorial Stadium Bears fans as the 1-0 Boyertown Bears take on the 0-1 Exeter Eagles. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor in the Bears Sports Network. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. And we're back as the Bears prepare for their for home opener this week. So the band's on the field, the stage is set, it's about 70 degrees out, cloudy skies, no sun glare tonight. Eric, remember these days? Oh yes, I remember these days, Rick. So about 22 years ago, 21 years ago yeah, for you? For 23 me, yeah. for me? Uh, yeah. Farther for you. <laughs> so Friday night lights here in Boyertown. The Exeter Eagles are 0-1 after a tough game against the Central York, and Boyertown is 1-0 after a great game against Upper Perk last week. Eric, we had to split this game into two days. I mean, pretty crazy for these kids that have to split it up, go home, come back. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it, it, it helped the coaches for game planning, but as far as the kids, mentally, I, any level would struggle with trying to split a game in two halves on two different days. I can't imagine. You go home, you get sore, you just play the first half, you got to wake up the next morning, game starts at 9, maybe you're getting up at 6 preparing. I mean, I can imagine that's going to be a tough tough uh, task to tackle for uh, for the Bears and for Upper Perk. So they went up 21-0 in the first half. Um, and basically, Panarello, his first start as a junior, uh, as a quarterback, and he just won out the job this year over Garris, who had a nice couple of games last year. I mean, Panarello looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he went four for 10 for 165 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw two interceptions, but, I mean, that's first game, first game jitters. I mean, even Brett Favre does that. <laughs> he also ran 11 times for 55 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he seems like a solid kid. I mean, he, he earned the job. I mean, I, one of the things that the coach said was um, – that his his leadership is what won that game last week. Yeah, great leadership on and off the field, apparently, in the locker room. I mean, we're watching him here tonight in warm-ups. A um, couple of fake, you know, handoffs, a couple of fake handoffs. He's running really well. He's got the size. Um, so, And the great part about it is that, I mean, Eric, he's a junior, so we're going to have him for another year yet and watch him develop into a more confident player. But um, he made a comment last week to uh, Prep Live, basically, that um, he feels like a senior. He feels like he's ready to go. Yeah, and I mean, he he he, he was even humble enough that he said the running game is what uh, led that offense. You know, and that that running game, that running game with Egby in there, he had 18 carries for 170 yards and two touchdowns. 
Yeah, that's really impressive. I mean, and Egby's really playing really well right now, too. Stout as a junior, now as a senior. Um, I mean, and, and Marinello was able to make a couple great throws last week, two for touchdowns, I believe. Yes, yeah, Mar Marinello had a 50-yard uh, uh, yard touchdown catch. And there was also an 85-yard touchdown by uh, – uh, what? I forget his. If I've touched by yeah. Jason Oaks. Yes. Jason yeah. Oaks. I mean, two swing passes that these guys were able to open up the field and just take off against a young Upper Perk team. Upper Perk basically had four players that have basically had varsity experience. So a very young team, but um, very athletic nonetheless. And especially, like we said, coming back after basically going home, coming back, being set up. Their advantage was that they were at home. But, you know, opening up in the second half of that game basically um, – you get up, you come back at 9 o'clock in the morning. Boardtown's having miscues right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 that fumble killed them. But, you know, the young team and, you know, the leadership, they they stepped up and they brought it back together. I mean, it shows, shows a lot of experience. I mean, as you know, Rick, being a coach, I mean, these kids have played together for years. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, that's a good time for us to pause for a quick break, and we'll come back and discuss extra a little bit. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Stroustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. All right, we're back here on the Bears Sports Network. Exeter has just taken the field, and Eric, they have some size. They, they look do. like they look uh, like they're ready to play. We were watching them in warm-ups. Oh yeah, they're they're big, Rick. I mean, compared to when we played, these kids look like professional athletes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're for. For 11, 10, you know, 10, 11, 12-year-olds, they're huge. Yeah, so um, so we're going to pause for the National Anthem. All right. So the band is on.
from the Boyertown Band, which is pretty well known in the area. Oh, yeah. There. Yes. All right. So, I mean, real quick, waiting for Boyertown to come out here tonight. We are ready. Uh, Exeter, last week, they go to 8.30 till they make a decision on Friday night. Lightning storm's going on. They can't get the game in. Century York comes all the way, what, an hour and a half. Yep. Um, and they come back and they start play the next morning at 11 o'clock, Eric. So Century York was fourth in the state going into last week. I mean, they're a 2020 state runner-up. Um, I mean, Exeter gave them a good game. I mean, I, I think a couple bad fourth down calls. I mean, they got in the red zone a lot. Just just a few things that tripped them up. I mean, Exeter really, with with Nagel, uh, Strauss, and Payne, the, the triple threat, I mean, those guys did great. I mean, yeah. They really stuck it to them. And time of possession was Exeter held the ball. I mean, they really did. And that's what they're going to be looking to do tonight, I guess, against Boyertown. And such was maybe pretty much able to score at will at that point. Um, they just weren't able to stop them. So I think one of the keys to this game for Boyertown is basically going to have to jam back to Exeter the same way that, you know, they did to Central York. It's just going to be time of possession, right? Yeah, I mean, one thing the coach said uh, in the one article I read about last week, when they found a play that worked against Upper Perk, they just kept pounding it because uh, Upper Perk couldn't stop it. I think that's going to be the key. Give Eggby the ball, pound the ball up the middle, use the line, and just pound it, pound it, pound it. Absolutely, and here comes Boyertown to the field. Leo Eggby leads him out onto the field, out to the 50. He's going to huddle him up and get him ready. Man, they are fired up tonight, Eric. Yes, they are. As we come to the sideline, we're getting ready. We only have about a minute and a half left before kickoff. So let's set the stage, Eric. Keys to the game. I mean, what are we talking about here? Uh, they need to, Boyertown needs to pressure the quarterback. Uh, they need to They need to pressure the quarterback, make the line work, make the quarterback work for it. And for offensively, they just need to pound the ball. Pre-game, the quarterback was really doing a lot of faking, pull, you know, tucking it in, pulling it out, doing end rounds. They just need to pound the ball and go with what works. Nothing fancy, just go with what works. Looks like a little misdirection though in warm-ups for both teams. Trying to basically see what they can do and pull out of their hat. The, uh, Exeter was very aggressive last week in the first series against Central York. I mean, they marched right down the field in the first possession and scored. Uh, took some time off the clock with them, but uh, hopefully Boyertown basically can do the same thing this week against Exeter. This is going to be a powerhouse game against four stout seniors from Boyertown and then Exeter coming out with their four big guys. So, I mean, one of the other keys, Rick, is going to be you know, with the floods and the weather that happened on Wednesday, not having school on Thursday, but they still manage to get a practice in. Absolutely. And then not having school today. I mean, Boyertown needs to come and be mentally prepared, and they're going up against a good Exeter ball team. Absolutely. So the captains are taking the field right now and getting ready for the coin toss. Looks like number 34, uh, Roman Marinello, 24, which is uh, Brandon Shane. And 28 is Luke Ordway. Ordway. Luke Ordway. So three of the four seniors that were everybody's been talking about for Boyertown here, taking uh, the role as captains tonight as getting ready for the coin toss. This team is pumped up tonight, folks. We are ready for a big, big game. Basically, the weather is looking perfect tonight, not like last week with all the storms we had. Um, we got perfect, perfect football weather here. This brings me back to the days of Friday Night Lights, Eric, getting ready, going out. I mean... It's, it's that time of year, right? Yeah, I mean, going back, I mean, these, these two teams, uh, the, the last time they played was 2019. Um, Exeter actually won that uh, game 27, or yeah, sorry, 37 nothing. Um, the last time Boyertown won 
was in 2000. Um, I was actually on that team. Yes, right? you were. Yes, you were. Sorry, I'm showing my age there. Yeah, it's uh, all right. But we won 21-0. Um, all right. Exeter leads this series 9-2. Um, but Boyertown's looking to, you know, change that tonight. Oh, looks like they need you back out on the field sometimes, huh? Yeah, I don't know. That. <laughs> you know the knees won't cut. Yeah, hip replacement and all yeah. that. I, I don't know that I can do it anymore, right? The knees won't cut it, right? All right. So here's the call from the refs. It looks like Exeter's going to receive the ball in the first half. Yep, defense, defense. Here's where we go. So Boyertown in the all-black tonight, white helmets, numbers on their helmets. Exeter, all white away jerseys, ready to go tonight. Looks like we're set up here. The scene is set. Looks like we're kicking into the wind tonight too, Rick. The way that flag's blowing. Is there oh. any wind? A little bit. Yeah. Coming through the west. So T.J. Miller with his fifth year this year as the head coach for the Boyertown Bears. Uh, unfortunately, not a winning season yet, but I'm telling you, people are talking in this town, and it seems like they're really kicking it up a notch. He's got four big seniors this year. I stopped at a practice last week. Um, you can really see the intensity on this team, and Leo Egby leading them with with uh, Anthony Panarello as a quarterback. I mean, really stepping up and taking that role. So looks like the tee is about to be set. Ryder Garris will be kicking tonight. As he sets him up and lines him up for this one. We are about to start the home opener here at Memorial Stadium in Boyertown. Exeter lines up. Looks like J.R. Strauss in the back deep to receive. Cole you Savage on the inside. And the ball is off, squib kicked to the left sideline. Looks like it's gonna go out of bounds at about the 25 yard line, so Exeter will start from, the t from their own 25. That's never good to start the game like that. Well, I mean, honestly, Eric, I mean, we just talked about all of the weapons that Exeter does have. So, I mean, maybe, that, maybe Coach Miller's got a plan in terms of trying to slow down their offense, not give them an opportunity to run that ball. Um, and basically, you know, set the tone early that they're going to pound them in the mouth with a little bit of tough defense. I mean, we have a new defensive coordinator this year with Coach Blyler. They're running a new defensive scheme. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm not down there calling the plays. Every coach has his reason for doing things. So we're going to line up on the left hash as Boyertown gets ready to set up their new defense here. Looks like about a Looks like they're running a 5-3 defense here, Eric. Yeah. Colin Payne snap to the left side, to the outside. Looks like J.R. Strauss to the outside. He's going to run it out to about the 50-yard line and out of bounds. He's pushed out by number 40. <laughs> so Boyertown's getting ready to set back up. Exeter getting the play. Colin Payne put on a great show last week against Central York. Payne leads him to the line. Looks like he's Strauss in, is the up back. He's in the gun, Strauss to the up back. Boyertown's playing up tight, handoff, up off tackle. Looks like he gets about maybe four on the play. That's gonna bring up about a second and one, Eric? Yeah, second, about second and one. Maybe second and inches, really. Yeah, I mean, Boyertown had him stopped in the backfield. He just didn't wrap, and Strauss with amazing speed 
and his size, he did a spin move and just couldn't hold on to him. Yeah. So he it looks is. like they're going to line up, come up to the line here on the 45-yard line of Exeter's own 45. Again, starting from the gun. Looks like Strauss has the up back. Snap. Quick pitch to the right side. He's going around the end. Boyertown's on him. Yes. Got a beat on him. Maybe, maybe a two-yard gain on the play. Great play by Boyertown defensively. I mean, that's what we talked about earlier. They're going to have to punch him in the mouth early and just basically try to hold him up. J.R. Strauss is a weapon to be reckoned with. Yeah, I will say, Boyertown, I mean, the black, jer the black jerseys are getting to the ball. So they are all as a team getting to the ball. So I guess the last play was a first down, Eric, so that's going to bring up a second and eight. He must have got that by inches. Yes. Inches. I did not see that. So second and eight on about the 47-yard line of Exeter as they come up to the line. They're not taking much time in the huddle, Eric, and last week they did. They were down to the last seconds of the play clock. The snap out of the gun up the middle. Maybe about a six-yard gain there. And that's going to be close. Is that Messiah Robinson on the carry? So that's going to be enough for a first down. Well, maybe. Uh, they haven't made a decision. Up oh, there it goes. Yeah, yeah, first down. So it looks like he's going to come over to the Boyertown 45. So Exeter's moving the ball here slowly, which is basically what they did against Central York last week, Eric. And yeah, they're, they're taking time off the clock. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're just chewing up time. So Boyertown needs a big play. Yeah. So quick to the line, out of the gun. Messiah up the middle, he's going to go 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Exeter. Oh man, the defense, if you look before that play, the, the, the defense was shifting sides, strong to weak. The Boyertown was not set, they were not ready for that play, and they the Exeter took advantage of that. Absolutely, and like I said, basically they were a little bit slow getting to the, to the line every, every play last week, and it looks like this week they really learned their lesson and actually getting a little bit more aggressive. That's Messiah Robinson on the carry and the touchdown for Exeter. So that'll give us time for a quick break. Oh, wait, hang on a second. Let's see. They line up like a, again. They're a quick to the ball. Here we go for an extra point. Looks like Mikey Moser's going to line up. Carter reading, holding it, and it's up and it's good. So 7 nothing here in Boyertown. Exeter is up. We'll be back after this quick break on the Bears Sports Network. What do us kids presents? What to expect when you're expecting? A teenager learning the lingo. GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Alright, and we're back here waiting for the kickoff from Exeter after a quick series from them. I mean, they didn't even take five, well, they took almost five minutes off the clock, so that does help. So Aiden Lopez back to receive the kick. Boyertown. He's back on about the seven-yard line. He's teeing it up. And let's see what Boyertown can do here offensively. Looks like Egby's up maybe about the 25-yard line. Maybe he sees something here. He's playing up on the receiving end. The ref calls it and looks like the kick is away. Deep kick. High. Going to the left side. Boyertown returns. Coming up to about the uh, we got a flag. Flag all the way back where they kicked off, Rick. 
Okay. Well, it looks like they saw something back there. I'm guessing probably an offsides, Eric. Yeah, that's that's what I would have to say. With the flag there, it's got to be offsides. All right. So we're going to reset. Looks like about a five-yard penalty. That's going to take them back even further as Boyertown resets. Yeah, that opens up the field for Boyertown. we got Egby on the up back here. And... Five yards for a re-kick, okay. So Boyertown resets. And let's see if they can basically get their offense on the field and take more time off the clock and basically, you know, try to march down there and, and take it to this tough Exeter defense that showed to play really well against Central York last week. Kicks his way, it's high. He's gonna take it from the 10, he's at the 15, 20. Gonna get up to about the 25, he's gonna break loose a little bit up to about the 33 yard line. So that's not a bad start, good return there. Yeah, Blairtown's return team uh, gave him a lot of room. Nice block in there too, right Eric? I mean, yeah, it, very nice block. I think the five yard penalty kind of gave him that little bit of extra field, which always helps. Looks like that was Jason Oaks on the return. It looks like both teams are gonna be starting about the same place on the field. Yeah, I mean, this is going to prove whose uh, offense is really more stout in this game here. Uh, T.J. Miller looking like aggressive. He's up on there, up on the ball right away. Panarello in the gun. Got a handoff to Marinello around the right side. He's going to run. He's got no blocking, no blocking. He's going to be taken down basically maybe for a one-yard loss on the play. So Marinello hitting it hard last week. Looks like this defense is going to play a little tough off that edge, Eric. Yes, uh, yeah, they... Number seven, uh, Kellen Bauer, he came right up and stuffed him on the backfield. So Blairtown aggressive heading to the line again. Looks like is going to stay in the gun. He's got Leo Egby in the backfield. Slot to the right. is going to run the option left to Marinello. Marinello's at the 30 with a stiff arm, but he just not going to make anything. Basically no gain on the play. Yeah. Looks like you need some more blocking on the outside. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're running you know, east and west and not north and south. Exeter is just stringing them to the sideline, and they're stopping them before they get over the line. So Panarello comes to the sideline to talk to Coach Miller, and it looks like you're going to have a little chat on basically trying to get something going here. So it looks like it's about a third and ten from the Boyertown 33 with 9.03 to play in the first quarter. So they're going to line up on the left hash. Boyertown moving from right to left. Panarello in the gun. Egby splits outside. Looks like Matt Panarello is going to try and throw, but the line is not going to hold for him. Looks like about a two-yard loss on the play for Panarello. So it looks like they're going to bring on the kicking team. Yeah, Exeter's, Exeter's playing tough. Tough, tough, tough against that line tonight. So it looks like Cole Savage, number 44, is going to come out for the punt tonight. As they line up, we got a we got a call from the refs here. We got a timeout from Exeter, so that'll give us a chance to take a break. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. 
All right, and we're back after the break. Looks like Exeter on the return, so they're going to start from the Boyertown 41 here, and Exeter's offense will take the field. All right, after the extra timeout, looks like J.R. Strauss in the backfield. Colin Payne sets up in the gun. He's got one guy to the right. The snap. It's a quick handoff off tackle to the left. He's going to run. He's gone down ooh, down to about the 28-yard line. It looks like he had a great block in there on the left, Eric. Yeah, the block, they blew the line up. The backer had overcommitted to the inside, and the running back just ran out, and the safety had to come up and stop him. Exeter is known for running out of that eye um, with a little bit of trickery and a little bit of the option running there. So looks like they're going to come up to the line here again. It does look like Boyertown has uh, got up to the ball a lot quicker this, this round. It looks like both teams are basically just trying to get up there a little bit quicker and be a little bit more aggressive. Hopefully that works out for him. Pan uh, Colin Payne, handoff up the middle. Looks like he's going to bounce off his own man and come down to about the 28-yard line. So that's going to bring up about a second and six with 7.43 to play in the first quarter. Exeter up seven, zip. So Boyertown's defense will reset. And looks like Panarello is playing middle linebacker. Yeah, it looks like uh, they're running. They have four, four down men, four linebackers. So a new defense this year with Coach Blyler. Colin Payne in the gun. He's got to fake the handoff up the middle. He's going to throw down the sideline. He's got his man down at the five and pushed out at about the three. He's going to be complete. No. So that's going to bring up a first and goal for the Exeter Eagles down here at about the – they're going to mark it at the four-yard line. There's about 7-10 left to play in the first quarter. They're moving quick here to the ball. Boyertown in their goal line defense. Colin Payne comes up under center this time. He's got Tyler Yoakum in the backfield. He's going to hand off to the left side. Yoakum's going to move up the, through the hole and in for the touchdown. There's a signal. Exeter strikes again. Yeah, Boyertown just, they couldn't wrap him up. Looks like that blocking on the left side yeah. there is just incredible tonight against Boyertown. So. Yeah, that O-line, I mean, they're getting a two, two, three-yard push every single time. So Boyertown's going to have to uh, jump back on offense here and get a quick strike, try to stay back in, get back in this one here. And it looks like Mikey Moser's going to set up for the extra point. Exeter snaps the hold, the kick is up, and it is good. So we have a 14 to nothing ball game here with 7.06 left in the first quarter. Exeter's up 14 nothing. We'll be back after a quick commercial break on the Bear Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. 
All right, and we're back here at Memorial Stadium. The Bears down 14 nothing against the Exeter Eagles on two quick strikes and two quick series for them. Exeter's going to line up for the kickoff here. It looks like Mikey Moser's got it teed up, and he's ready to fire away. Looks like we got Leo Egby up at about the 25-yard line waiting for the kick, and the kick is away. It looks like it's about a high kick to the left. Down to the 10-yard line, he's going to return around the side up to about the 20-yard line. Kate Sennett on the return up to about the 20. So Bordertown's offense is going to reset here and get ready for another series. Eric, I mean, obviously they got to try and get something going here. Yeah, I mean, the, the, they're a little undersized compared to Exeter's front of the defense. Um, but Boyertown just needs to find what works. Like we said early on, I mean, it's going to be time, possession, ball control. Basically, um, just trying to find what works for them and continue to do that like they did against Upper Perk last week. So it looks like Ryder Garris is in at quarterback under center and he's going to have a handoff, fake handoff off the right side. It looks like he's going to get about a five-yard gain on the carry there. Yeah, they, they're, they're keying on Eggby. I mean, I think they might have to start misdirection. Absolutely. So Ryder Garris was the quarterback for about three games last year as a freshman, which, I mean, is impressive that he played up. And it uh, looks like he's going to take the reins right now for this. So he's going to come up under center. He's got Roman Marinell out to the far side. And Leo Egby as the up back. He's going to snap Egby up the middle. I don't even know if he got a gain there, Eric. Yeah, he may have gotten one. Um, the line did have a good push, but the size of Exeter is just reaching over our line and grabbing Egby and taking him down. Absolutely. So that's going to bring up about a third and four for Boyertown, and they're going to have to get something going here. Um, it looks like maybe the option worked for them in the last series a little bit. Yeah, I mean, either the option or – I was watching um, Ryder throw balls in the beginning of the game. He's got a nice ball. I mean, he does have a nice arm on him. I mean, they got a, they got a wide-open guy out here. So Ryder out of the gun. Eggby behind him. Marinello split right. He's going to bootleg left. He's going to throw it. Uh, ah, just overthrows Luke Ordway at about the 40-yard line. So incomplete. That's going to bring up a fourth down, fourth and three from their own 28-yard line. It looks like they're going to bring in Coley Savage for another punt here, Eric. Yeah, I mean, that, that play was there. The guy, he was wide open. He just overthrew him a little bit. I think it was because he was running and had to throw across his body. But other than that, I mean, the play was there. A little high. Defender coming in his face. Maybe some jitters just came into the game. Panarello took the first series. Now Ryder's in for the second. And it looks like we're getting ready for a punt here. J.R. Strauss back to receive at about the 42-yard line. The Savage kicks. It's a nice ball. He's going to drop it about the 47-yard line. He's going to pick it up. He's going to run. He breaks one tackle. He breaks two. And that's Caleb Smeltz on the return there for Exeter Eagles. I would say Boyertown really, uh, they got to the ball on that one. He didn't have much room to wiggle around. But again, as we preach as coaches all those years, got to wrap, right? Yeah. Got to hang on. Yeah. So Boyertown will set up here. I will say, the, the last two series of defense, Boyertown was near the ball. They, they made contact. They just didn't wrap. I mean, they, they have to wrap and tackle. Got to break these blocks too, shed these blocks. We've talked about that in the past on how we need to really just shed these blocks, but Exeter has really given them the power on left and right here. So it looks like Colin Payne's going to set up out of the gun. He's going to hand it off around the end. He's going to run. He's at the 50, the 45, the 40. He's going to run down to about the 38-yard line. 
Messiah Robinson, who we didn't see a lot of. I don't know if we saw any of him last week for Exeter. I haven't seen any of Nagel tonight. No, so, I don't know where Nagel is. So Messiah Robinson taking the carries tonight and proving to be quite a ball carrier here against the Boyertown defense. And Roman Marinello took him out. He pushed him out of bounds. So looks like we have... A yep, yep, we have a penalty. It looks like a holding call. Holding on Exeter, so that's going to take them back five. So all that, really, for nothing. Yeah, no, nothing. But, I mean, maybe at that point where Bordertown needs to see what, you know, basically they need to do to be able to stop this. So it looks like it's going to take Exeter back to about their own 35-yard line. Yeah, first and 20. First and 20 from their own 35 with 529 to play in the first quarter. Colin Payne is going to be in the gun. They're going to line up, snap. He's going to drop back to pass. He looks. He's got. A, he's got a man. He's got Messiah coming up. He's going to go up to about the 46-yard line on a quick pass. I mean, wide open man there, and a quick catch and run for the running back, uh, Messiah Robinson. I mean, Colin Payne obviously showing his arm here. Yeah, number 10, uh, Kate Sennett. From, Boyer, uh, from Boyertown, took him down, grabbed him by the laces and drug him down. Kate Sennett playing D-back as a sophomore this year, doing a really nice job out there on the corner. So Exeter's going to reset here. It looks like Colin Payne's going to stay in the gun. He's got one, one back, one slot to the left, and a receiver to the right. He's going to snap. Boyertown shifts. He drops back. He's going to throw a strike down the sideline. Oh. Basically, oh. Oh, he dropped it. He hit the ground. Oh, in and out of his hands. He looks he looks shaken up too, Rick. Tyler Yoakum. Yeah, he landed on his shoulder. He's favoring that uh, right shoulder right So a quick, quick seam play for Tyler Yoakum down there, and uh, looks like he just couldn't hang on to it. So that's going to bring up a third and 11 for Exeter from their own 46. He does look a little shaken up there, doesn't he, Eric? Yeah, he's staying in the game, though, Rick. So Colin Payne in the gun. And we got a dead, we got a timeout for Exeter. So it looks like Boyertown's going to have a chance to really kind of talk about this for a second. And that'll give us a chance to take a break. And you're listening to the Bears Sports Network. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. This is a big down for uh, Boyertown right here, Rick. Yep, and here's Colin Payne setting up in the gun. He's going to fake the handoff. He's going to throw the quick play out the middle. It looks like he's going to make it out to about the 40-yard line. So, Boyertown's got a nice stop right there at their own 48. That was Jason Oaks, Rick. Jason Oaks on the stop. So, looks like maybe they got their number on that timeout. Boyertown had a chance to regroup a little bit there, Eric. Yeah, I mean, that's what they needed. They needed that. They need this stop right here. So, we got a fourth. But it looks eight. like uh, Exeter might be keeping their offense out, Rick. Well, I mean... 
No, <clears throat> there they go. All right. Looks like they had a chance to maybe think about it for a second. And Mikey Moser is going to drop back to kick this one away from about the almost the 50-yard line. Roman Marinello back for Boyertown to receive it about the 15-yard line. A lot of whistles here tonight, Eric. Yeah. Looks like. Timeout. So going to give Boyertown another chance to think about this. Looks like Panarello is back out on the field. So the switch at quarterback, Eric, I'm not really sure what Coach Miller's got in mind there. Yeah, it looks like he might be coming back. Marin Rick, I think this – didn't Exeter do this last week? Use a lot of their fir their timeouts in the beginning of the game? Yeah. Well, that was one of the – basically the, one of the biggest problems they had last week against Central York is that you would like to think that you would save your timeouts for times that you need them. I mean, right now they're up 14 nothing. Um, but, yeah, they burned their timeouts early, and it really hurt them going into the half. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're helping Boyertown out, really. I mean, Boyertown should be going over there thanking them. They went down. They were down by seven going into the half and uh, just had an opportunity to score but burned too many timeouts. Unless they're planning something, you know, a faker here because they are on the 50, so they have a lot of field to work with. So Exeter are going to line up to kick from the right hash at about the 50-yard line. Roman Marinello back at about the 16-yard line to receive the snap. Mikey Moser's. Looked like maybe he was going to keep it there for a second. He's going to kick a real high punt. Looks like it's going to land at about the 25, and Exeter is going to touch it right there. Yeah. So Boretown starts from the 25-yard yeah. line with uh, about 332 in the first quarter. Yeah, they need to come out and uh, get some yards and put some pressure on this Exeter defense. Let's get something rolling here, Bears. So it's going to be first and 10 from the Bears, 26 with 332 to play in the first quarter. Exeter up 14-0. Got to get something rolling here. So... Looks like Ryder Garris is going to stay in at quarterback, and Leo Egby will be your back. Two receivers to the right and two to the left. Looks like we're going to spread them out here a little bit, Eric. Yeah, I mean, I think that pass right before the, the last offensive play, I mean, they saw it was there. I think they might be going back to it. So Ryder snaps. He's going to fake the handoff to the right side. He's going to keep Ooh. it, but the line cannot hold for nah. about a maybe one-yard loss on the play. Yeah. So it looks like they brought in Ryder, and he's basically a speed man right now. He's running a little bit of options. He's running some keepers. But we know that Panarello can do that, too, and we saw yeah. that last week against Upper Perk. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean their running game's there. I mean, I think right now in this time of the game, being down 14 nothing, they have to – they have to get the ball down the field. They have to open up. I mean, they had two really big pass plays last week, one for 50, one for 85. I mean, they need that now. So Ryder Garris under center from the 28-yard line, 24-yard line. He's going to hand off, off tackle. Roman Marinello is going to bust Ooh. it up. He's at the 30. He's running up the sideline. He's down at about the 48-yard line, almost the midfield. So Roman Marinello opens one up here yeah. on some great blocking to the left side. Yeah. That's what it, it seems like spreading them out. Spreading them out and running up and getting north and south. I mean, that's that's what they need to do. So get these fans a little bit excited here tonight as Roman Marinello takes one to the far to the near side. Yeah, he almost broke that. He he had he was one step away from breaking that one. So that's going to bring up a first and ten for Boyertown from about the 48 yard line with about 2:30 to play in the first quarter. Looks like they're going to get something going here with Ryder Garris under center out of the eye. Two receivers to the right. So he snaps. He's going to dive up the middle with Leo Egby, and he's going to get about four yards on the play. That was a good push by the offensive line. Found the hole there in the defense. It looks like their linebackers were split a little bit too far, and Egby just exposed them. Yeah. Great block by the center on that one. 
So that's going to bring up about a second and six for Boyertown from the Exeter 48 here as Ryder's going to bring them back up to the line. Leo Egby, they're going to stay in the eye with one receiver to the right. Egby, he's going to head up. It looks like Roman Marinello Ooh. is going to try and take the hand off to the left side off tackle, but not going to get anywhere. Maybe about a two-yard loss on the play. Yeah, he was stuffed by the host of Exeter. So it looks like they're going to line back up here at about the 40. Yeah, about the back at the 48. So it's going to be about no gain on the play. It's going to bring up a third and six with 125 to play in the first quarter. Maybe Roman Marinello on the outside. We can try that to the other side, maybe, Coach. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the other thing is go up under your center. Let the other Marinella brother open up some holes for Egby. Get them both involved in the game. So Jason Oaks split to the right. Ryder Garrett's going to drop back, Ooh. but the line cannot hold, yeah. and he is sacked for about a seven-yard loss on the play, yeah, and the that's going to bring up a fourth down. The tight end took off to go down the field. He did not do the stutter step block to, to free up that D end a little bit, to slow up the D end. The minute that tight end left, the D end just came and had a clear shot. So Boyertown's going to have a fourth down from about their own 45-yard line. They're going to bring in Cole Savage for the punt. And the time's ticking away. So basically, yeah, we're down to about 35 seconds left in the quarter. And we'll see if they're going to get this one off. Eggby's getting ready to get set. Looking to the sideline. Coach Miller's making a call. Are they going to wildcat this, Rick? I don't know. Looks like Coach Miller had something in mind there. Yeah, he switched but it. But right Savage there. is going to kick it away anyway, and he's going to kick it down to about the 30-yard line. It's going to be picked up, and he's going to take off. Exeter's going to take off a strip of tackle. Can't quite see who that was. Yeah, I there. didn't see who that was either, but there was a block. There was a nice block by Exeter to spring him for those five yards. All right, so looks like Exeter's going to start from about their own 36-yard line. And Boyertown's going to set up. I mean, we have 10 seconds left here, so enough time for Exeter to get off one play before yeah, we switch sides. Yeah, before we switch sides. I mean, Boyertown needs to do the same thing they did last series. So Colin Payne sets up in the gun. He's got Joey Schlaffer split to the right. He's got J.R. Strauss. He's got a quick snap. He's going to hand it off up the middle, and he's going to get about three yards on the play. So that's going to bring us to the end of the quarter at here at Memorial Stadium with Exeter up 14 nothing. We'll be back after this break. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Home Oxygen and Medical Equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. All right, we're back here at Memorial Stadium to get started for the second quarter as Exeter's offense takes the field. Exeter up 14 to nothing right now. Boyertown's got to get something going here. Got to be able to stop Exeter from this time 
that they're taking off the clock and, and punching two in. I mean, 14's not terrible, right? No, it, it can be. You can come back from 14. I yeah. mean, the one good thing that Boyertown has, they still have all three timeouts. I mean, Exeter only has one. So, I mean, that's a big deal being down 14 nothing, having all three So, Colin timeouts. Payne sets up in the gun. He's got two receivers, one back. Looks like Messiah Robinson's going to take off off tackle. He's up to about the 50. He's at the 45. He's going to bring him down at about the 42-yard line. So, a hole wide open there. Yeah, the, the, the defensive end just overcommitted. He got that one step on the tackle. The tackle let him go and just drop-stepped him and pushed him right out of the play. So Exeter showing their speed here tonight and basically being able to expose any holes that they can get open on the Boyertown defense. Um, not many switch changes here that I see on the Boyertown defense to try to adjust. It just does look like they're able to keep up right now. It does look like they're going to a five-man front now. Before they were had more, you know, it looks like a So I don't know front. if a four-man front's going to take it on this one. So Colin Payne drops back out of the gun. He's going to throw. He's got a receiver downfield. He's got it all the way down to about the five-yard line. <coughs> He's and that's tall. Joey Schlaffer. Yeah, on he, a, had, he, had four, he had like a, two feet on that one, the Boyertown D-back. So Joey Schlaffer is a junior, but he's at 6'7", 210. You and know. he's going against Jason Oakham, who's 5'8". Jason Oaks, yeah, yeah at 5'8". So basically not only that, but Schlaffer just got ahead of him. Yeah. You can't let your man get behind you. And Schlaffer takes off. I mean, last week he showed the same thing against Central York, um, just showing his speed and size. I mean, at 6'7", it's really hard to defend that when you can throw one over the top like Colin Payne can. Yeah. And he had two steps on him. I mean, his, his stride, he's just got a step and he's – Two feet ahead so Exeter's going to set up. Colin Payne's going to stay in the gun. He's got a motion from the left. He's going to lob it to the corner of the end zone, and it's bobbled around and then dropped incomplete he for Joey Schlaffer. Looks like he wanted to throw him a bone on that one. He got yeah. the big catch. Now get him a touchdown, right? Yeah, he was wide open, too. So Jacob Wolf was on the left side coming in motion, and they went all right. Wide open, 6-7 in the corner. Just couldn't make it happen. Bobbled the pass. So Exeter's going to reset here. They are on the Boyertown 5, so it's going to bring up a second and goal from the Boyertown 5. It looks like Colin Payne's going to come under center. He's got Wolf to the left. He's going to hand up up to the left side here, and he is going to make it down to – is he in? I don't uh, – Maybe – and they're signaling now. It's touchdown, Exeter. Again, they had him stopped in the backfield, and they just didn't wrap, and he got that extra push with that extra little knee and lean and got in there. Boyertown has to start wrapping and tackling. So Tyler Yoakum for the touchdown up to left off the tackle for Exeter. And they're going to set up the kick here with Mikey Moser with 10.44 to play in the half. Got to be able to stop this offense. Got to yeah. shut him down, Coach. Yes, you do. So Mikey Moser ready. He's got it teed up. And the ball's on the tee. He's going to kick it. I mean, line drive straight through the uprights. So now Exeter up 21-0 with 10.44 to play in the half, and Coach T.J. Miller has got to have an answer here. Yeah, I mean, this is the opposite of last week, Rick. You know, they're they're now down 21-0. Before they were up 21-0, this is going to show a lot of heart to this team, this, and the leadership is going to have to step up and start getting this team. You know, so they, This is what they practice for. Absolutely. So a big non-conference game here against Exeter, but, you know, affects you in the power rankings. Going into next week, you're going to play another punch in the mouth, as you would say, team and why I'm missing. So we need to get ourselves together for this speed and this power. And uh, 
from what we saw in pregames, Eric, I really feel like Boratown has the weapons to do it. We just got to find the scheme. Yeah, I mean, they, they seem to be clicking in the beginning of the game, you know, before before the game started. And then come game time, I think it's a little jitters. Being home, on your field, home game, Friday night, the first one, you have to have some jitters. So Mikey Moser sets it up to kick on the tee. Jason Oaks is back to receive at the two-yard line. Leo Egby up at the 25. He's lining them up. The whistle, and kicks it high down the middle. It's going to be taken at the 10-yard line. He's up to about the 20. The 25 gets a couple blocks. He's going to keep fighting, break a couple tackles. He's going to come up to about the 26-yard line. So Boyertown is going to start from the 26-yard line here on a carry reception from Kate Sennett. So first and 10 for Boyertown with 10.37 to play in the half. They so break the huddle, Rick. It looks like they're coming up. They're going to try to run something quick to eat up some time. Looks like Anthony Panarello is back in at quarterback, and he's going to go under center off of Cole Marinello. Defensive line doing some moving around and some stunting, it looks like, too. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. Egby in the backfield. He's going to hand off straight up the left side here. He's going to fight about four defenders and maybe no gain or a loss of one. Yeah, he, he there is no blocking. I mean, he took three steps after getting the handoff, and he was hit right away. We have to start blocking. Looks like that offensive line is not able to shift. And Exeter, I looked like Exeter might have known what the play yeah. was. They were shifting right the whole time. Yeah, they, they, they knew something was going on. So Panarello back in the game for Ryder Garris. A little bit of switch going back and forth here. So Panarello is going to bring him to the line, and he's going to go back under center. I think they're trying to mix up mix up Exeter with changing the quarterbacks, Rick. Yep. Two, uh, two receivers to the left, Luke Orway to the right. He's going to hand off up the middle, and he's going to get about maybe one on the play there. Yeah, he may have wanted to pull that from Megby and take that one himself because if he would have taken that, he had about 10 yards that he could have gained. Maybe wasn't sure about his decision there. Yeah. Looked a little hesitant. So that's going to bring up about a third and seven for Boyertown from their own 30-yard line. But, I mean, that shows you him being young. You know, second game as quarterback. Not sure if whether he gives it to his veteran running back or is, keeps it himself. Got his confidence up in the last game, going up 21-0 yeah. in the half. But still showing great skill here, great talent. He's going to line up in the gun. He's got order way to the right. He's got a receiver in the slot to the left. He looks like he's going to keep on this play, and again, he's not going to go anywhere. Okay. It looks like about a one-yard loss on the play, so quarterback keeper doesn't fare too well, and it's going to bring up a fourth down for Boyertown. Exeter's, Exeter's D, they're getting off the ball. I mean, I think the snap, they're seeing the snap before the snap happens. Coach Miller just doesn't have an answer right now for this defense, really, or for the offense that's just speeding down the field. Got to drop back maybe to a cover three on defense. Maybe Something. try to keep those receivers at bay underneath for a cloud defense maybe, Eric? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, they have everybody stuff up on the line and they're just throwing over the top of them. So Cole Savage is going to be back to punt. Leo Egby as the halfback. You know, it looks like Exeter's running the same defense we are. Maybe Boyertown needs to start uh, spreading it out a little bit and throwing some bombs. Looks like we got a flag on the play here as Boyertown already snapped it. We got a delay a game on Boyertown. That's going to take them back even further. So five yards further back for Colia Savage to punt this one away with 831. 
I will say that band always messed with us, Rick. The band needs to get into play. <laughs> so, oh, it's Slavish's block. block punt. Looks like Exeter's going to cover at about the five-yard, no, the ten-yard line there. Eleven, maybe. Is it the ten? It's hard to see at this angle. Rick. <laughs> it's a lot easier when we're down there. Absolutely. So, looks like they really didn't have an idea what was going on. The play looked like it was like dissembling before it even started. Yeah, I think I think that delay of game had something to do with it. It looked like they may have been trying to do something and mess up Exeter and then that delay a game and then they were all just discombobulated. So so they, they snapped the ball and the defense was on the punter. So sophomore Colia Savage gets blocked on that punt and it looks like Exeter is going to start from about the 16-yard line here. So it's first and 10 from the 16. Exeter is going to hand it off. He's going to run up the middle and looks like he's going to dive right into the end zone. And that's Cole Payne, Colin Payne on the keeper right up the middle for the touchdown for Exeter. That was so. a fantastic fake, Rick. He faked me out. I thought, that, I, thought <laughs> I, I was about ready to call Boyertown and get him for a loss. Eric, it's not hard to fake you out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, I'm a lineman. Come on. And true, exactly. So Colin Payne up the middle for on a quarterback keeper to add to this score. So Exeter up 27-0 with 8.20 to play in the half. And looks like Mikey Moser is going to set up to kick this one away for the extra point. Boyertown just not, not looking ready right now, Eric. Honestly. No, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know, Rick. Maybe having the day off from school. Mikey Moser kicks one straight through the uprights, another line drive. So that's going to make it 28 to zip Exeter. I never eight. thought I'd say that. Yeah. That maybe being yeah. in school would help these kids concentrate. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break right now. In the action, you're listening to the Bear Sports Network. What do US Kids presents? What to expect when you're expecting a teenager learning the lingo? GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. All right, so we're back here at Memorial Stadium with Exeter up 28 to nothing with 8.20 to play. In the half, Mikey Moser is going to tee it up. Leo Egby up at about the 25-yard line, and Jason Oaks back at about the six-yard line. The kick is away. It's a line drive down the left side of the field. And it's going to go out of bounds at about the 12-yard line. So Boyertown can't much get much going on offense right now. They, now just, they were given a gift right there. Well, not only that, but they're basically pinned at their own 12 yes. now. So basically, we got to try to get a return, try to get something going, maybe try and start a series from maybe the 40 to 45-yard line to really get some breathing room. I think... <sighs> They gotta, they gotta get the crowd back into it. They gotta get the sidelines into it. They gotta win the stadium back. There's still a lot of football left. I mean, Exeter scored 28 points in this amount of time. There's still that amount of time left. Boyertown can easily do it. All right, so they switched quarterbacks again, didn't they? 
Ryder Garris is out of the gun. He's going to swing it to the right side of Roman Marinello, and he's going to make it up to about the 45-yard line. So, Eric, we just said they need to get some breathing room, and looks yeah. like they're going to be able to go that route. Maybe they brought Ryder Garris in to start gunslinging a little bit. Yeah. Roman Marinello up to about the 45-yard line. Yeah, they, they're spreading it out. I mean, I think that's what they need to do. And that's going to bring up a first down. This first down is brought to you by Penn State Health, St. Joseph's on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Stroustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. All right, so Ryder Garris there on a quarterback keeper. Looked like he was trying to throw it, but the line didn't hold, and he looks like he's going back for about a nine-yard loss on that play. Yeah. So second and 19 for Boyertown with about 7.26 to play in the half. So Ryder Garris took a good hit there. He's going to stay in. He's going to come under center. Egby talks to him a little bit. Maybe a change here, an audible. One receiver to the left, one to the right. Looks like Flag, delay a game. Looks like we got another delay a game here on Boyertown. Yep, delay a game on Boyertown. So a little rattled here, Eric. Yeah, they're, they're rattled. That, that was a big play. It looked like he was going to roll out to the right and then throw back left, but he got hit right away. All right, so Ryder Garris going to stay in for this series. And okay, so Ryder Garris up under center, two receivers to the left, one to the right. He's going to drop back to pass, quick slant pass. Looks like he's going to get about a seven-yard game on that game on that play, a reception to Luke Ordway. Stopped by J.R. Strauss from Exeter. So it looks like they're getting something going here with the passing game. Not much proven for the running game. It's going to bring up a third and 24 for Exeter, or for Boyertown, uh, with 6.50 to play in the half. Yes. So Ryder Garris... Going to bring him up to the line. Marinello to the left. Ordway to the right. Egby in the backfield under center. Quick snap, quick pass. He's going to go for the same play again. It oh, looks almost like. Almost intercepted. Almost intercepted there. Looks like Messiah. Robertson. Jacob Wolf. Jacob Wolf on the defense there for Exeter. So that's going to bring up a fourth and 17 for Boyertown from their own 38. Again, Eric, can't seem to get anything going here. Yeah, I don't know, Rick. Um, that the play was there. The defense just read the play. I, I Boyertown just. I, Cole Savage is yeah, back I, to I, punt. Yeah. He's gonna get the kick away this time. He's gonna punt it out to about the Exeter 45, 35-yard line, and Boyertown's gonna touch it just before it goes out of bounds. So Exeter, proving to be unstoppable right right now offensively. And takes the ball again here with 6.23 to play in the half. Boyertown needs to get the intensity back here. Yeah, get these guys to, hard back up. They, they're, they're seniors and their captain and their players. They need, to, they need to rally this team and get this team back up where they need to be. 
mean, you can see them. They're just they're just walking around out there. They, they need somebody to step up and just get a big hit, get an interception, get a sack. All right, so Boyertown's going to line up on the, the ball here defensively from the Exeter 35. Colin Payne's going to bring him to the line. He's going to be in the gun. Receiver in the slot to the right, motion left. Quick pitch going around the end to Yoakum. He's going to take off. He's at the 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, down to the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Exeter. Jacob Wolf on the carry for the touchdown. And Eric, 60 yards around yeah. the end. They just got outmanned and they got blocked. I mean, that, that guy came down, blocked at the end. As soon as he broke it, there was nobody there. He was gone. He was off to the races. So 6-13 to play still in the half, and Exeter is up 34 to nothing as Mikey Moser gets ready to kick this one through for the extra point. Boyertown setting up to the line here. Little defeating looking right now, but, hey, halftime. Let's get it together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Exeter scored this many points in a half. Uh, we can do the same thing. And line drive from Mikey Moser for the extra points, so that's going to give Exeter 35 to nothing. Uh, with 6.13 to play in the half, we'll take a break right here. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. Well, we're back here at Bears Memorial Stadium. Exeter lining up to kick this one away with 6.13 to go in the half, up 35 to nothing against the Boyertown Bears. Mikey Moser runs to the line. He's got the kick away, a line drive down to about the five-yard line. Jason Oaks is going to take it. He's at about the 20, looking for a few blocks, running around the end. Oh, oh, he almost broke up that. Up to about the 25, one block away from yeah, maybe breaking that one. that one. And we saw Jason Oaks take off for 85 yards last week. I mean, he's got the speed and the skill for no, for no doubt. Yes. Yes, he does. He had one block, two more steps. If he could have just made it out two more steps, he could have broke that. The field was wide open. So, Boyertown looks like they are going to go back with Anthony Panarello, junior quarterback here, to bring him up to the line. He's got one receiver to the left, three to the right. Looks like Coach Miller's going to change things up here a little bit. Quick pass out the side to Roman Marinello. That's the one that got him 50 last week. He's going to come up to about the 30-yard line. So a quick five-yard gain, quick strike. Looks like that play worked well for him last week. It's yeah. working for him tonight. Yeah, he was one block away from breaking that. If he had one more block, he could have probably... He so could probably broke that. Roman Marinello with the speed there on the outside. Boyertown's going to stay with Anthony Panarello at quarterback. They're going to line up. It looks like they're going to stay with three receivers to the right. Panarello's going to hand off to Agby up the middle. Agby's going to take a break. He's going to take off. He's at the 50, the 45, the 40, 35, down to the 30. He's looking for blockers. He's down to the 20, 15. 
He's brought down to about the 16-yard line. That's what we needed, Rick. Right there is Woo! what we needed. Got the crowd in it now. Egby takes off on a quick, quick run with a lot of blocking, which we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of tonight from Boyertown. No, that was a nice hole right up the middle. And hopefully this intensity stays. Just keep pounding them. This is what we needed, Rick. All right, so Egby... I mean, you got three receivers to the right in the last series, and Egby just takes off up the middle and breaks one to the left. So Egby in the backfield, two receivers to the right. Panarello's under center. Quick strike down to Marinello. He's going to take off. He's at the 15, the 10, out at about the 10-yard line, out of bounds. He ran out of field there. He had the block, and the sidelines caught up with him. So out at about the 10-yard line. So Boretown getting something moving here with 5-11 left to play in the half. It's going to bring up a second and one, Eric. Yeah, I mean, give it to Egby. <laughs> give it to Egby up the middle. Let him stop it. I mean, what, what do we always play. say? What do we always say? Put it on the running back's back and yeah. he'll take it in for you. Egby, a yep. senior, taking the, taking the load here for Boyertown. He's going to line up in the backfield. You got three receivers to the right. Egby's going to take it again, but he's only going to get about no, maybe. No, he kept it. Paranaro kept that one. Yeah. So the he fake we saw yeah. in pregame. Yep. Incredible there. Anthony Panarello. So it looks like Coach T.J. Miller has got a good switch here between Ryder Garris and Anthony Panarello and his scheme and what he likes to do. I'm hearing it, Rick. 4-4 power. 4-4 power. I remember that one. So three receivers to the right on the short side of the field, one to the left. And it looks like they're going to take Ordway, or Brandon Shane all the way out to the left. So now we got two receivers to the left. Marinello is going to switch sides. And we, official we got an official timeout. So we'll see what's going on here real quick. Sending Boyertown back to the huddle. Not really sure what the call is here. They're going to bring the chains in for a measurement, Eric. Oh. So the second and one might have been second in. It looks like a second and inches. It's I a think, little close. I think they I think they thought Egby had the ball too. Yep. So that was going to bring up a third and one. They called that one no game, but it looks like they're going to measure this one off, and maybe Boyertown gets the first and goal. That's a first down, Rick. That's a first down. First Coach down Miller's fired up. That's a first down for Boyertown. All right, here we go. So 4.37 to play, and we got a first and goal for Boyertown, showing a little life here before the half here. So first and goal from about the eight-yard line. We're going to line up with Anthony Panarello under center, Egby in the backfield, two receivers to the left, Ordway to the right. Panarello brings him up. He's got a slot to the left. He's going to hand off. Look. Ooh. Tries to keep it again. I don't pushing the line. Everyone's pushing. It looks like he's going to have, I mean, that's a whole team effort there. Going to get him up to about the five-yard line. I don't know who had the ball because they were all. Anthony Panarello <laughs> looked like he kept that one on that play, but he's got a quick, sneaky handoff with Leo Egby there. So Panarello comes to the sideline, gets the call directly from Coach Miller. Coach Miller is looking like he's pretty fired up there. He's got something in mind here, so he's got to punch this one in with four minutes left to play in the half. That's going to bring up a second and goal from the Boyertown five. So Leo Egby staying in the backfield. Looks like Brandon Shane all the way out to the left. Two receivers to the right. Quick pass to Roman Marinello. They love that play. He's going to grab by his jersey. I think he about ripped his jersey off, but no gain on the play yeah, there. He almost spun free. If he spun free, he was gone. So maybe that play, they're starting to get the number on that one and play up a little bit. 
I gotta say, Rick, inside inside the tent, you gotta pound the ball. So J.R. Strauss for Exeter playing really aggressive there on the outside, and it looks like he's got Roman Marinello's number there. So Anthony Panarello is gonna back up with the Bears here to about the eight yard line for a third and goal with about 314 to play in the half. Two and backs, Rick, two backs. So Anthony Panarello in the eye, looks like Egby, he's gonna hand it up, Marinello fumbles the ball. Looks like Exeter might have picked this one up. Waiting for the call, it's Exeter ball, so not a good exchange between no. Panarello and Marinello, trying to switch it up with things in the eye. He's gotta stuff the bread, Rick, he tried to toss that. He's gotta stick it in, he's so, gotta put it in his gut. Maybe looking like a little bit of jitters, but hey, I mean, Eric, we're seeing a lot of life here from Boyertown. Yeah. We're seeing some excitement. We talked about that. You mentioned, hey, you know, Boyertown's got to get the excitement back going. Looks like they're starting to do that. Yeah. But, you know, obviously something's starting to work for them scheme-wise. And in halftime, maybe Coach Miller has to make that adjustment. Yep. You know, the, the offense got it down. Now the defense needs to keep up the intensity. Even though a fumble happened, you just got to keep your head up and keep plugging away. All right, so Exeter's going to start here from their own 10-yard line with three minutes to play and a half. Colin Payne's going to hand this one off up the middle. He's not going to go anywhere. It looks like a no gain for Exeter. And that'll yeah. bring up a second and 10. So Colin Payne looking for the call from wow. the Exeter sideline. two-yard to your game, Rick. That absolutely looked like no game to me. Yeah, it looked like no game to me too, but geez. But the refs are always right. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah, 12th <laughs> man. 12th man. All right, so Exeter's going to line up here at about the twelve, their own 12-yard line for a second and eight with 2.25 to play in the half. Boyertown shifting in the defense. It looks like a fumble in the backfield. Looks like Colin Payne's in the end zone. He's going to launch it down, though. He's got his man, J.R. Strauss, and he's off to the races at 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Exeter. I mean, a broken play. The ball's in the end zone. Colin Payne picks it up, and J.R. Strauss off to the races for another Exeter touchdown, basically to just punch this one home before the half. And Anthony Panarello tried to catch him, but Strauss just, I mean, every step he was gaining a yard on him. There was no catching him. So you got to figure defensively as Boyertown's trying to adjust to the fumble, rush to the quarterback, get the safety, and get the ball back, and let a receiver go. And J.R. Strauss is not a man you want to let go. No, you definitely, I mean, you have to spy him. I mean, with his size and speed, you have to, no matter what happens, have somebody on him. So Exeter's going to line up to kick. Mikey Moser tees it up for the PAT here, and he's going to kick it away. Looks like there's a whistle right before the kick. Another penalty? Not really sure what the call is here. And I'm not sure that the refs I, even agree on what the call yeah, is I don't, here. Yeah, I don't see a flag. I just heard a whistle. It looks like the official crew here is a little confused with each other, Eric. Did they not have the ball set correctly? So Mikey Moser's going to line up again. There's no movement in the play, no no uh, penalty as they line up for the extra point. And there's a snap. Mikey Moser kicks one line drive straight down through the center of the post. So it's 42 to nothing Exeter with 2.09 to play in the half. We'll take a quick break here on the Bar Barris Sports Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh, 
Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. So back here at Bears Memorial Stadium with 2.09 left to go in the half. Exeter up 42 to nothing as Mikey Moser is getting ready to tee this one up and kick it away. Boyertown's got to get something moving. They showed a lot of life in the last series, Eric. Yeah, I mean, they need to do what they did last series but hold on to the ball. I mean, I mean, that was the only thing that killed them that series was that fumble. I mean, they still have a lot of football left. Exeter scored 42 points. Boyertown can do the same thing. So Mikey Moser... Runs up to the line for the kick. He's going to kick this one low. It's going to head down to about the 10-yard line. He's going to fumble it around a little bit. Looks like it's going to come up to about the 26-yard line before he's hit hard. And looks like that was Jason Oaks on the carry. So Boyertown's going to start from their own 26. First and 10 with 2.03 to play in the half. So, Eric, who do we have a quarterback this series? Panarello looks like he's going to stay in. Oh, Ryder Garris yeah. is back in. So, Ryder Garris looks like Coach Miller's changing up the scheme a little bit. Ryder Garris out of the gun. He's got two receivers to the right and one left. Egby in the backfield. Marinello in the slot. He's going to take the snap, hand off to Egby, up off tackle. Again, he's going to take it. off. He's going to take off. He needs one block. Oh. Ah, up to about the 40. Good wrap from Exeter. Looks Wait. like they're calling another fumble. Agby fumbles it before he goes down, and it's Exeter ball at the Boyertown 40. Wait, hold on. The rest didn't call that, Rick. That was just Exeter. The rest didn't call that. Did, oh, there they go. No, no, no. That was an official call. So Agby takes off on a run. Great blocking. Makes it up to the 40. Fumbles it on the way down, and now it's going to be Exeter ball from their own from Boyertown 40-yard line with 1.56 left to play in the half. So ball control. Ball control, Rick. The, G- hole, the hole was there. The run was there. The yards were there. He just fumbled it. But this is going to – this right here separates, you know, teams. He's got to – they got to settle themselves down. They have to settle themselves All down. All right, so Exeter lines up. Colin Payne is in the gun. He's going to hand it off. Up the middle to Messiah Robertson. He's going to make it up to about the 28-yard line of Boyertown, so that's going to give him a first down. Tackling. They had him to stop, Rick. They just did not wrap again. So Exeter moves the chains here with 148 to play in the half, and no Boyer- answer. And Boyertown has not used the timeout. Well, between the official timeouts and Exeter's timeouts and the penalties, I think they've had enough time to yeah. talk about it. So. Colin Payne's going to hand it off around the end, and Boretown's going to wrap him up for maybe about a two-yard gain. So Boretown able to stop that one on the left side. Not much happening there for Nigel Meekins. So Boretown changing the defensive scheme a little bit. Maybe yeah. running a five-man front, like you said, containing that end a little bit. So Colin Payne's going to step up. He's going to step in the gun. Quick Close. pitch to the left. He's going to cut back. He's going to head up the middle. Maybe get another three yards. Laundry all over the field. So 55 seconds to play in the half. We got some more penalties here. Let's see what the call Looks is. Looks like it might be against Exeter, Rick. 
maybe a hold? Yeah, that, I mean, at that point when you try to go out and cut back in as a lineman, I've always got calls for holding on this play. <laughs> so trying to make that adjustment, shifting down the line, grab a jersey, maybe it got caught yeah. that time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so we got a hold on Exeter. Looks like it's going to be about a five-yard penalty. They're going to walk this one off. And 55 seconds left to play in the half. At this point, Boyertown just needs to hold. They need to hold, go in with a good stop on defense, and come back out because they get the ball, right? They do. Yes, we get the ball in the, in the second half, so let's start off something here and uh, get it rolling in the second half and show some uh, – Coach Miller is obviously going to have a talk with these guys about what they can change, what they're seeing out there. I mean, it doesn't look – we'll talk more about it at halftime, but yeah. um, they're going to back Exeter up 10 yards here. I'm, I'm sure Coach Miller is going to have a few choice words. <laughs> so Exeter at Boyertown 39-yard line. Quick handoff off tackle, and he's going to make it up about about six yards there. Yeah, looks Nigel like Meekins. Looks like they're throwing in some guys that. Yeah, and it looks like Exeter's running that toss cutback. Right. The outside's not there. They're cutting it back. I mean, that's the play. So number 25 for Exeter, Nigel Nigel Meekins takes off on a quick cutback up the right side off tackle. Clock's running now. So is. Exeter is at the Boyertown 33-yard line, and the clock is ticking from 20 seconds into the half. We'll yeah, I think play. I think they're going to let this one run out. I mean, there's no use of somebody chancing getting hurt. So, timeout. Exeter takes a timeout with 11 seconds Ooh. left in the half. I'm not really sure about this call. Yeah, here. I don't know. Maybe mental. Maybe they realize that they have Boyertown on the you know, on the ropes, and they're trying to, uh, you know. I don't know though. Trying to punch one more in right before the half here. I I don't really know the uh, the thinking here that Exeter has. You so know, we're gonna stay. Apollo Creed versus Rocky. <laughs> you know, so not keep them on the ropes. We're gonna stay right here and take this one into the half. And Exeter coming back out from the timeout. Looks like a few change in uh, personnel here, but Colin Payne's Lining up at quarterback. Boyertown making a few changes. New defensive coordinator, Coach Blyler out there, directed him. I think he sees something. So Exeter at the line. Looks like Colin Payne's going to go under center this time. Steps back now into the gun. One receiver to the right, tight formation. Colin Payne's going to have a quick pitch to the left. He's got good blocking. He's up to the 20, to 15, to 10, to 5, and he's in for the touchdown. Exeter with four seconds left in the half, takes a timeout, and then punches one in. It's the same play, Rick. It's that same play. Boyertown has to stay in their lanes. I mean, they're overcommitting, and they're leaving it all on their all on their secondary, and the secondary's covering for pass. So Coach Miller fired up on this sideline right now. And they're running a guy out right before the kick. I didn't see somebody come off. So Coach Miller. Oh, there it is, late. Oh, oh, oh. And Coach Miller's going to call a timeout. It looks like there was some miscommunication oh, he's there. He's not happy. He's not happy right now. Looked like some miscommunication there with the personnel, and Coach Miller's fired up, has to call a timeout with four seconds left in a half. Exeter up 48 to nothing. I mean, you got to think too, Rick. With the storms that happened Wednesday, some of these kids could have lost a lot of things at their house with the floods, you know. 
So some mental breakdowns maybe. Uh, they lost the day of school on Wednesday. The floods happened. They lost the practice on Wednesday. Yeah. I did talk to Coach Miller yesterday. They were able to practice yeah. even though they didn't have school. Um, you know, so they didn't have school today. They were able to get a practice in or get ready for the game today. Um, so, yeah, maybe some too much time off. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say, but their heads just aren't there. I mean, they have a whole half. Exeter scored 48 and a half. What's to say Boyertown can't do it? Yep, yep. So we're going to see what happens here as Boyertown brings them back out on the field defensively after a little talk from Coach Miller, Coach Blyler. Pretty Excellent. sure he wasn't talking, Rick. <laughs> so here's I, I couldn't hear him in the, here up here, but I'm pretty sure he was not talking. So Mikey Moser lines up for the extra point, and we got another again. flag. Another flag flying here. I, you know, it looks like nothing in the first quarter, but nothing but laundry in the second quarter here. Yeah, that's a the doppelganger that you said I look like a ref, Rick. <laughs> so the big man on the field here looking a little bit like my partner Butch on the ref and the officiating crew. So Exeter on the call here. And Exeter's going to line back up. So the third attempt at trying to get this extra point off with four seconds left in the yeah. half. Exeter lines up. Here's Mikey Moser. The snap is away. He's going to kick it from the 15, and it is a line drive straight through the uprights. So that's going to give... Exeter 49 to nothing against Boyertown here uh, in the first half. I mean, four second, 4.1 seconds left in the half. Exeter punches it in with 10 seconds left. I will say that the kicker for Exeter, I mean, he's 5'8", 160. That kid's got a leg on him. And he's, he's kicking it directly <laughs> down the middle. Yeah, and he's got probably a good probably 30 more yards on that kick. Honestly, I think I'd like to see him kick it for like a 45-yard yeah. field goal. So I probably jump off sides just to you know move moving back and keep going. So Exeter lines up here for the kickoff. Jason Oaks in the center deep. Roman Maranello to the left. Leo Egby up at about the 27-yard line. Mikey Moser tees this one up. He steps it off. Gets his line ready. Got four seconds. So maybe this is the last play. Yeah, he's probably gonna squib it though. I mean. So Mikey Moser. Yep. Squibs one, as you call it, <laughs> and it is picked up by Jason Oaks at the 12-yard line. He's going to take off. Ugh, he's going to make it up to about the 24-yard line before he's brought down, and that's going to take us to the half with Exeter up 49 to nothing. Kent Sen uh, Kate Sennett does not play shortstop. He let that go right between his legs. Absolutely. So we're going to take a break here at Bear Memorial Stadium. We'll be back with a halftime show and some comments about what we've seen so far. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Stroustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in live, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. 
Home Oxygen and Medical Equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. What do U.S. Kids presents? What to expect when you're expecting? A teenager. Learning the lingo. GOAT. G-O-A-T. Acronym. Stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. All right, and we are back here at halftime as Exeter is up 49 to nothing. And not really showing a lot of life here from Boyertown. Every series, I mean, towards here in the second quarter, looks like a little life, but some miscues on some fumbles and ball handling and basically just personnel situations that they need to work on. So as we watch as uh, the band takes the field here for their halftime show, um, my partner takes a quick break. So... The switchback basically going back and forth between Panarello and Ryder Garris obviously is showing the differences that Coach Miller has in his uh, offensive schemes here. A little bit more speed coming from Ryder Garris um, and some quick passes to Roman Marinello as uh, Anthony Panarello getting the jitters out in his second start at quarterback here uh, for Boyertown. So Exeter showing their speed, showing their size, up against Central York last week, keeping up with a team that was ranked fourth in the state um, in the 6A division and basically uh, showing their power again here tonight against a team that may be just a little bit less experienced. So Exeter here with 49 points unanswered from Boyertown, and Coach Miller's got to get a scheme going here, and I'm sure that uh, in the end of the second quarter he was uh, – pretty fired up on that field so Eric coach Miller fired up on the field here in the end of the second quarter obviously having a stern talking in the, in the locker room right now I wouldn't want to be in there no I I've been on the end of some of these it's not going to be good I will say one thing that I would say having Exeter call a timeout with that little time to score a touchdown being up as much as they were that's got to put some fire under their butts yeah absolutely so Nothing, no answer for Exeter's offense. Exeter having all the answers for Boyertown's offense. I mean, the quick, the quick pass to Roman Marinello worked really well last week against Upper Perk. Worked for the first three times they tried it tonight. Looks like J.R. Strauss playing on the outside for Exeter has really got that number. And he's basically uh, shutting that down. So maybe need, I mean, Egby taking off on a few good runs here right now. Um, showing his speed, but... A fumble in the end of the second quarter really just driving home that they uh a little uneasy right now eric yeah um they they gotta take the momentum back i mean egby egby's i think he'll i think he'll bounce back I, that one fumble i don't think that'll shake him up hopefully him and the, the seniors are in there saying hey guys 
let's let's come back. You know, you know the game's not over yet. So I think at this point you want to try to get yourselves ready for the rest of the season. We got Wyatt missing next week for the Bears, uh, a powerhouse of a force to be reckoned with in terms of size and speed. And and looks like uh, Phil Hadda joins us here. So getting ready for the rest of the season uh, against why I'm missing, Eric. We've got to get, get ourselves together. So maybe the second half is just finding what's wor what's working for them, using that against Exeter, maybe trying to climb back out of this hole. Looks like Exeter's without Nagel tonight, but not hurting them yeah, at all. I, uh, yeah, they, yeah they have a, they're going to be a good team for a long period of time. I so Eric Nagel has not been on the field tonight for Exeter, number 23 senior, and coming in about 5'10", 175, lit up the game last week against Central York, but nowhere to be found tonight, Eric. No, I mean, they could be waiting since this is a non-league game. They could be sitting him waiting for next week. Absolutely. So Messiah Robinson taking the snaps for uh, Nagel tonight and proven to be another force we reckon with. So basically, I mean, you have a junior that's going to take Nagel's spot next year, uh, obviously, at 5'10", 170, and, I mean, he's the kid's got speed. Yeah, he, he's quick. And Exeter, Exeter has our, de our hopefully the defense coordinator in there is regrouping, seeing that they're faking the spread and they're doing that they're doing that sweep pitch back, you know that sweep cutback. That's what it is. They have our outside guys over committing up the field. He cuts back and the field's wide open. We we have to do something. Okay. So yeah, obviously I think it seems to me that Exeter might be changing their offense as this game develops. They're trying new things. Obviously, it looks like we're trying new schemes that they haven't tried before against this defense that just can't seem to get anything going or, or, or shut this extra offense down. Yeah, I think the one thing that is going to, that Warrior Town's going to have to do is just stay on their game plan because I have a sneaking suspicion, like you said, Exeter at this point, they're going to play around. They're going to throw crazy stuff at us. And they're just going to try – they're going to go through their playbook at this point. You know that back page where it says if you're up by a lot, here's the 10 plays you want to run to test right, that you don't right. you never try at practice? That's right. what they're going to do right. here. You and saw it at, you know, calling a timeout with four seconds left or yeah. 11 seconds left. And you got to think about that. I mean, is that a good call? Does that, does that look good for the ex-organization? You're already up, yeah. you know – Four or five touchdowns, and you're going to stop the ball with 10 seconds to play and try to punch one more in. I mean, look, you're getting your second team players in there. You're getting them some reps. Exactly. And Boretown just doesn't have an answer. But but people don't see that. I mean, as a coach, do I call a timeout there? Probably not. But, hey, you got kids standing on the sidelines that don't get a lot of playing time. This is the time they're going to play. You're going to call that timeout, waste it, get them into the game. And you know full well the Boretown's getting the ball back in the second half. So you're going to lose that possession if you don't do something with it. So I, I guess, Eric, that could go either way. Um, but, yeah, Exeter played able to punch one more in with only 10 seconds left to play in the half with a running back that we hadn't seen the whole game, changing their offensive scheme. Looks like they're running a little bit more speed, um, not throwing as much. Do you need to right yeah, now? Yeah, I mean, at this point, do you, will they play Strauss? Will right. Will they play Payne? Right. Mean, you know, will they change up everything? I mean, it's a non-league game. You're up 49. What do you got to lose? You got nothing. You're up. Absolutely. So, Boyertown uh, in the Pioneer Conference here uh, in the Liberty Division, Pottstown gets taken care of last week. Not not much of an organization there right now in terms of uh, uh, being able to put any points on the board. Uh, lost tonight 
or yeah, last night, uh, excuse me, to Banger, played on a Thursday night game. They got taken care of last night. Spring short week, I mean, come on. Short yeah. week, absolutely. So Springford goes ahead and takes it to, uh, puts up 34 points last week. No answer to him whatsoever. Springford obviously showing a force to be reckoned with in the Pioneer League this year, a conference this year. And, you know, Owen J. Roberts goes down a game that last week. Wow. Norristown, in our own conference here, in a 6A conference, basically loses the game, but their running back has 259 yards on the ground and still loses. Uh, I've been I've been on that side of things. I mean, So yeah. Norristown, a team we're going to play towards the end of the season, obviously having some speed down there, but not able to hold defensively. Um, so Boyertown's going to have to pregame to get things ready for the rest of the season here. Down 49 nothing here at the half. Seven minutes left in the halftime, Eric. What's the key to trying to get this back together? Intensity. Seniors need to step up. The team needs to step up. They need to get their heads, you know, get their heads up. The game's not over. You have a whole second half. Uh, pound the ball. Pound the ball. Open up the field. One thing that I have not seen a lot of. I think first half, four or five passes. I, I think they need to open up the passing game a little bit. Maybe th you know you got to do quarterback threat. Both of your quarterbacks can run. Both of them have arms. I hate to say it. Pull some wing tee. You know, pitch, <laughs> pitch out pass. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. We haven't seen much passing. We haven't seen much speed offense. We've seen Agby try to break it to the outside, but he's breaking it, going through the two-hole, and he's not really going off tackle much. No. You're not seeing a lot of sweeps. The two big runs that he had, he went off a tackle on the left side. He went off tackle left side. The one he broke and got tackled down the field. The other one he... You know, fumbled. I mean, but he was brought down. He was the tackle that caused the fumble. It wasn't him. But two fumbles killed us. Um, not being able to stop their offense. I mean, our defense, I, I think we need we need to spread the defense out a little bit. You know, tell them to stay in their lanes, not overcommit. You know, kind of play more, I don't want to say not aggressive defense, but let the front four be aggressive. Let everybody else kind of spy and watch the cutbacks. So yeah, I mean, do you do you move? You went from a four-four. Do you move to a, you went to a five-three? Do you, you can't run any that? You can't spread it out any more than that. You got your speed in the back, um, you know, and your height, uh, but just let receivers get behind you. And basically, that was shown with that big touchdown there by Joey Schlaffer in the end zone, the corner of the end zone. I mean, not much you can do. No. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, do you go to a 3-4? Do you, do you put three down linemen and try to spread the field out and give yourself a little bit more of an up guy to watch the field? But, I mean, do they do they practice that? I mean, I, I don't know how much. Only the second game of the season. I mean, still on a learning curve. I mean, this is Upper Perks, a completely different team than this, you know, every week. I mean, it's second half, though. I mean, again, Coach Miller used one timeout right before half. Exeter used them all. I mean, so does Exeter use all their timeouts again here in the third quarter and then not have anything at the end of the game when Boyertown comes back? Well, well if Boyertown – well, when Boyertown comes back. Because we're coming back, Rick. You can't. Don't count us out. Don't count the Bears out. We're once we, bears, we've been on this, Rick. We've once, been here. Once Bears, always Bears. So, basically, uh, maybe Coach Miller wants to look into using some of his timeouts to settle his team down. We've got yeah. jitters going on out there. We're looking at uh, you know, miscues, mispersonnel out there, and obviously maybe it's time to pull a timeout here and there and just have to use those up to basically get the boys settled down a little bit, get them organized uh, to avoid those fumbles and miscues there. So with about four minutes left in halftime, 
we can take a quick break here and we'll come back with some area scores and just a little bit more commentary on what we think we got to do here to pull out of this hole. You're listening to the Bear Sports Network. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. So we're back here at Bears Memorial Stadium with about three minutes left before Boyertown takes the field again. And you got to think, Coach Miller's probably trying to eke every last second he can out of this halftime to get his boys ready for the second half to try and show some life. Absolutely. I think one other thing, too, Rick, I wanted to bring up, maybe try to hurry up. Get get Exeter's D off balance. Just run the ball. Something. It's audible. Something. Misdirection. Yeah. Trick plays. Yeah. Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, come on. We, we, Fumble Rooski. We, we played these. Bring we out had, Little Giants. Bring we, out the Iceman. Fumble Rooski. We had these plays in the Optimus when we coached yeah. two years ago that, you know, we just pull out of a hat and here it is. There's yeah. a rabbit, right? So, so Samaria scores in the area here. Owen Jay's losing the Wissahickon 6 to 12. Looks like PV's up on Coatesville 27 14. Governor Mifflin is in the Berks County area taking it to Wilson 28 to nothing right now. Berks Catholic tied up at 14 with Central Dolphin. And like I said, Pottstown, I mean, 54 to 7, they lost last night to Bangor, just not showing much life, life over there across the town. I mean, bring it back for us, Rick. Governor Mifflin up over Wilson. Yeah. I mean, that was that, that was always the game we watched when we played. So, yeah, the Boyertown, uh, the Burks area games that we got ourselves into, the Exeters, the Conrad Weisers, the Governor Mifflins. Um, so, PV, another one that's kind of showing some life here. I mean, really a, a big force to be reckoned with up there with Springford. They're up 27-14 on Coatesville. Owen Coats- J, though. Owen J not looking too good this yeah. year, Eric. I mean, they lost last week. They're losing right now. Obviously, it's only a six-point deficit. Going to be able to come back from that one and maybe pull that one out. But it's going to prove to be a really fun conference this year in the Pioneer Conference. And uh, and Boyertown's not out of it. You know, not out of absolutely it. not showing I mean, a lot of life. Technically, what we're still one and zero, even if this game doesn't turn out the way we think, right? Yep, yep, yep. So one and zero, and you know, you're going against the Springford in your same six A, right? So Springford. And they've been a force for years. Uh, we used to play them in, uh, on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, and that was even, our Thanksgiving rivalry. We don't even have a Thanksgiving game anymore. I know. You I, know? That was always fun. I think our last game ends in the end of October, so yeah. we're going to have to wrap this up. Thanksgiving, go home, eat turkey, and fall asleep. So, Boyertown looking to get some life here in the second half. The refs are making their way back up to the field as the cheerleaders for Exeter finish up their little show that they got down there. Another the banner? They're going to run through another banner after halftime? Uh, you know, Eric, I'm not really sure what's going on That's there. That's a waste of paper. Hey, it is. I used to run love running through there, right? Yeah. So I remember my son ran through it in the Optimist and fell and didn't make it through. That was my kid. Right? <laughs> Good old so, Luke. Yeah, so there you go. 
So Boardtown trying to get the game plan together. It looks like the refs are back on the field, waiting for Exeter to come on out as well. But Luke will be up here soon, won't he, Rick? He will. He is a eighth grader at Middle School West right now. And uh, Ooh, Coach Ron Hagen took over the team this year and uh, doing a great job with the boys there. Those boys have been playing together since they were in flag. So I mean, you can see, I mean, I think that's going to be one of the keys to Boardtown's program in the future is the continuity of the guys yeah. playing together for so long, having the same offense for, you know, from the time you're 12 until you graduate. I mean, that's a big deal. Something we've preached for years. I mean, you and I started coaching together back in the early 2000s, and we yeah. were looking at what's the feeder program doing through the middle school, through the middle school to the high school with a number of different oh, coaches. So here comes Boyertown back on the field. A little pep in their step. It looks like Ryder Garris comes right over to the sideline. He's going to get his boys rallied up. Anthony Panarello with him. So they're going to stretch it out and get warmed up for the second half here. And, uh, yeah, like we're saying, I mean, getting those feeder programs going, bringing them up to the middle school, you got some good things happening there. There's been some changes in the format with Boyertown. So now the ninth grade coming straight up to the varsity side. The JV is not a ninth grade team anymore, right, Eric? Yeah. So, I mean. That's a lot different from when we were there. I mean, you think we only had 10th, 10th 11th, and 12th, and then junior high was 7th, 8th, and 9th. Now it's completely all different. Right. So, I mean, uh, you know, Luke is in eighth grade. He's heading up to uh, the high school next year. So I'm really happy to see what the program's doing there at West with uh, Coach yeah, Hagan. I, mean, I, I see good things out of Boyertown's program. I mean, these kids in particular have a former Boyertown grad to look up to that played in the NFL. He's got three three Super Bowl rings. Yeah, there's your name drop, James Devlin, yeah, right? Yeah, Playing for the Patriots yeah, and three yeah. Super Bowls. So, oh, hey. We coached him. We did. Yeah, we did. you know, that's that's a little notch on our resume. We yeah, did coach him. Yeah, Coach Mo Saylor. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm Coach Rocky. My dad, he, yeah, he coached coach him Rocky. too. Absolutely. I think so. Coach Mo's now over at Pottsgrove, right? So we'll be up against him in a week or so, right? Yep. Yeah, we got Pottsgrove in, I think, two weeks, and uh, we'll get to see Coach Mo again. Yeah. And uh, he's a fire. Yeah, I mean, Coach Mo, I don't think anything will change. I mean, Coach Mo, you got Coach Yerger. I mean, yep. there's a, they're, they're there. I mean, that's where we came from. So, Boyertown's rallying them up, getting them ready for the second half. They're going to come into the huddle and get things going. Ryder Garrison and Anthony Panarello are going to quit on their uh, warm-up throws here and get in there and get these boys fired up. Not as much fire as the beginning of the game, Eric, but hopefully uh, Coach Miller and uh, Coach Blower were able to get into them and, and get a game plan here as to try to get themselves back into this game. Yeah, they just got to get the, the you know, first half jitters, you know, home, first home game. All right, so we're going to take a quick break here right before the next kickoff for the second half. Remember, you're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. All right, so we're back here in Boyertown at Bears Memorial Stadium with about another minute 50 until this kickoff. Looks like the refs are ready on the field now, though, and Exeter up 49 to nothing. And uh, can't talk about it enough, I guess. I mean... 
Exeter just pounding into Blairtown. Got to see a game plan change here. Um, Coach Miller's got to get them settled down, and uh, we'll see what they do at quarterback. I mean, switching back and forth every other series yeah. here. I mean, uh, you know, Panarella can run. They both can run. Maybe, maybe like I said, do a dual quarterback, you know? All right, so Egby is going to take the field for uh, the Bears to receive. The Bears to our right. Exeter is going to line up to the left. Right now, no wind. I mean, beginning of the game, a little wind heading to the west, Eric, but yeah. nothing now. So for those kickers, it's an open game. I will say, Rick, when we played in September, it was always really hot. These guys have some nice weather. So... Yeah, I mean, we're at 65 degrees here in September, beginning of September. I mean, you can't beat that, right? No. So, Egby's going to line up at his traditional 24-yard line. Jason Oaks back deep, Marinero to the left. As Mikey Moser lines up to kick this one away and get the second half started. Egby looks like he's got some intensity. He's ready for the ball, maybe a... A short one here, Eric? I don't know. I think they're going to kick it away. And Mikey Moser is going to oh. squib it, and it's going to come down to the right. left sideline, and it's going to roll out of bounds at about the 22-yard line. And uh, First half start or second half starts like the first part of the game, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. So, Boretown is going to start from about their, what would you say, Eric? What's that, 20, 20, 25? Yep. Or is it, no, it's a 30. So we got a penalty on the play. False start on Exeter, so that's going to bring them up. Yeah, they kicked off. They kicked it out of bounds, Rick. Uh, my bad. Sorry. You're good. You're yeah, good. Yeah, look down for a minute, and yeah, here I am. So, and we got a whistle. Panarello uh, on the center, and there's a whistle before uh, we play, even get started. A kid on the field got to get the tee. Right. So ever. No. I didn't see. I don't see a flag, but I saw a little kid run off the field. Official timeout there. So Panarello in a quarterback for this series. Marinello in there. Panarello comes to the sideline, takes the call directly from Coach Miller. Yeah, no, no penalty. Just uh, the T, the T kid. All right. So Panarello brings him up to the line. Egby in the eye. Marinello. Now we have another whistle. So what I thought might get calmed down here a little bit at halftime doesn't seem to be happening. I see you counting players, Eric. Yeah, I know. Enough people. I didn't see the one far over Enough there. Enough players. Yeah. Yeah. So Luke Ordway out left wide. Maybe the refs just like to blow their whistles. Oh, come on now. So, Panarello brings him to the line. Let's get this started. So, Brandon Shane out to the left. Now comes motion back into the right. Is that a whistle again? No. Bears in the eye. Shane moves all the way to the right. Receiver in the slot. Hand off to Marinello on the outside. He's got a man to beat, but he's not going to do it. Looks like he's going to go ooh, back for about a three-yard loss the, of the play. The, tackles, the, the defensive end slipped the block on the tackle. Caught him right in the backfield. He couldn't outrun him. He did do a good job by not taking any more of a loss than he did. I mean, so Boyertown's going to take it from their own 32-yard line on the second and a 13 with 10:47 to play in the third quarter. 
Panarello under center. Three receivers to the right. He's going to hand off to Egby up the Fumble. middle. Don't say that again, Eric. It looked like he was looking nah. for the ball. Looks like Egby's going to take it for about a two-yard gain. So that's going to bring up a third down for Boyertown. Pinned in their own tripped. territory. And Panarello's coming again directly to the sideline to talk to Coach Miller. Not taking the calls, having some conversations. Got to get some yeah. things going here, Eric. Young, young player. Coach is just trying to keep him settled down so he doesn't, uh, you know, go astray. I think right now third and third and long, I, I think you got to throw the ball at this point, Rick. Absolutely. you got to open up the field. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? You intercept it, but it's like a punt at that point. So Panarello on the, on the shotgun nice drops back. Eddie. Oh, and he dropped the ball. Looks like he's going to get knocked down back at the 22-yard line and not go anywhere. It looks like he had a plan, but Egby with a good block, but wasn't enough to hold off two more yeah, Exeter defenders. Yeah, the defender knocked the ball out of his hand. And, and Panarello is going to jump back up. So it's going to bring up a fourth and 12 for Boyertown with 9.35 to play in the third quarter. At this point, Rick, I, I hate to say it, but as a coach, I think I just throw a trick play in here right now. I don't know. I mean, you have Egby. He's got the speed. Yeah, I mean, Do we use him? Yeah, I mean, you have the field spread out. I mean, he breaks the line. There, there's not really – I mean, Exeter is kind of playing the playing. – I don't know. Their Exeter is not playing for a punt. I mean, they have one guy back, but they're front. So, Cole Yusavich on the kick away. He's going to punt it out to about the Exeter. Good roll. 38. And Boretown's going to down it about the Exeter 40. So, pin them back to the 40. Nice punt by yeah, sophomore nice, Cole Yusavich. Yes. And uh, the Cole I knew was a force to be reckoned with running the ball. And here he is kicking him yeah. now at the high school. Awesome to see what this kid can do. So, 9.05 <coughs> to play. Excuse me. In the third quarter, Exeter up 49 to nothing. We'll take a quick break in the action. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. All right, so Exeter takes over from their own 40 on a quick handoff to the right, going to gain about four yards, so it's a second and six. So a handoff, off tackle, going to gain about another four yards on the play. That's that same play, Rick. They ran it from first down, got four, four or five yards. Now they ran it on second down, got another three yards. It's third down and one. I mean, it seems like they're sticking with that play that they keep scoring on, Rick. That off tackle, either swing it out or cut it back. I mean, it's what's working. Yeah, Boyertown just doesn't seem to have an answer for it. So Colin Payne in the gun. And he's going to take... Handoff up to the left to Messiah Robinson. Robinson's going to take it out to about the Boyertown 46. And it looks like Exeter has a change of quarterback, Eric. It looks like they're going with Mason Rotelli right now, giving Colin Payne a break yeah. in the second half. If you there. just saw in that last play, Boyertown shifted, Boyertown shifted to the strong side, and Exeter cut it back to the weak side. It's kind of like they're – it's that option right or left. They can kind of read the defense and go with it. It doesn't look like they're calling a play, really. They're just handing it off and letting the back do it. So just shifted again to the strong Fratelli side. out of the gun, hands off to Messiah Robinson again, and he's going to get snaggled up at the 45-yard line for about no gain. So that's going to bring up a third and 10 
brought down by Brandon Shaner on the play for Boyertown. I think that's the second down. They had gotten the first down on the last play. So second and ten from the Exeter 46-yard line with 6.58 to play in third. There it is Kelly's going to hand off to Messiah Robinson. There's just no answer. They keep running the same thing. It's going to bring him down to about the 37-yard line of Boyertown. So just marching down the field a little bit at a time here. Yeah. And here it goes back to against Central York. Hold the ball, run the ball, take time off the clock so Boyertown doesn't have time to score. Absolutely. So They're going to force Coach Miller to call, call a timeout here soon. So Boyertown with no answer for this just quick handoff from Matelli to Robertson and to the left, to the left on the short side of the pull of the ball. So the ball on the left hash now as Ratelli is in the gun. He's got one receiver to the right, one to the left. <clears throat> Messiah Robinson in the backfield. Another quick handoff. No, he fakes. He fakes the handoff. He's going to keep it. He's up to about the 28-yard line of Boyertown, and that's going to move the chains again for another first down for Exeter as they march their way down towards the end zone again. again. Again, we had him stopped in the backfield. The D, our defense didn't wrap and tackle. So it looks like Exeter at this point is uh, pulling most of their starters and able to give the ball to some other guys to uh, you know get some time in there and get them uh, some experience. So tackle Anthony Cassis for uh, Exeter. Eric, 6'7", 265. And that's a lineman that we're going to have here. So we got a flag on the play. All right, Boyertown gets a little <clears throat> against Exeter, and uh, the crowd's responding to that. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of life there. A little life. I think they want to see a touchdown, not by Exeter, please. <laughs> so Roman Marinello tonight playing back at safety, doing everything he can. But at this point, Exeter hasn't really had to throw the ball. So Rotelli in the gun, receiver to the right. Handoff to there it is again. The Robertson off tackle to the left, nice, and he's nice. going to get up to yeah. about the 32-yard line. So with about 5:20 to play in the third quarter, Exeter 49, Boyertown zero. The clock don't stop, right? No, it does not, Eric. So it's going to bring up timeouts. Is really it, right? Timeouts yeah. is the only way to stop the clock yeah. at this point with yeah. this much score. So yeah. Boyertown has their back to the wall at this point. Yep, 49 to nothing. There it is again. Another handoff, play. same play over and over again. Looks like they're going to have a host of Boyertown there players is, there, there to there jump on them. Looks like they got the number on that one, Eric. Yeah, they're going to. Exeter is going to have to change it up. Absolutely. So that's going to bring up a third down for Exeter. And uh, with 4.45 to play in the third, Boyertown just doesn't seem to have an answer offensively or defensively. So uh, you think Exeter tries an extra point here or a field goal, Rick, I, with the know, leg? I, I, I don't know. Mikey Moser from the left hash, maybe. So it's third and 16 from the Boyertown 35. Quick pitch to the right to Messiah Robertson. He's got a blocker. He's going to make it out to about oh. the 30. Yep, out right there, Rick. He's out of about the 30-yard line, pushed out of bounds. That was a very good, uh, very good string out on defense there. Who was that on the? Uh, uh, 19. Number 19. So Nicholas Panarello on the push out of bounds there to Messiah Robertson to knock him out at the 20. Yeah, Nick really uh, played the field very well right there. He okay, uh, so took him out, used the, used the boundary as his helper. Fourth and 12 for Exeter. 3.55 to play in the quarter. Looks like they're going to go for it, Eric. Yeah. Why not? Let your second teamers get so some the plays. So the same play. 
No nope. oh, quarterback keeper. Rotelli's yeah, going to keep it. Go. He's going to be sacked back at the 35-yard line. He's going nowhere. So Boyertown's going to take over on downs at their own 35 with 3.41 to play in the third quarter. Eric, got to get something going. Yeah, here. they, they got to open up the field. I, I, I'd i like really like to see Coach Miller throw a bomb here in the beginning. First down, just throw a bomb. Let, let the quarterback loose. I saw I saw Garris throwing some passes in the beginning of the you know at warm-ups there. He's got a very nice ball. You know, 40, 50 yard passes he was throwing. They were clean. Receivers were catching him good. Just let him throw it. So it looks like Garris is going to come in. He's going to be back in the gun. He's got one receiver, two receivers Quad, yeah, left. Quads. Two receivers to the right. Egby in the backfield. He calls for motion from the left. He's got Oaks on the motion. That's quick swing pass over to oh. Marinello. Marinello is oh. going to get grabbed by his neck and drugged down at about the 34-yard line. The receiver slipped. So it looks like actually about a one-yard loss on what looked like could have been a really yeah, nice play. Yeah. The, the receiver out here, Jason Oaks, tried to uh, block the defense, and he just slipped. I mean, you got to think with all the rain we had, Rick, this, this not turf field being grass, it, it's got to be slippery, even with the day of, you know nice day we had today Absolutely. and yesterday. Absolutely. So Boyertown's going to huddle up. Ryder Garris going to stay in at quarterback. And they are going to start from their 33-yard line on second and 12 right now with 2.43 to play in the third. So Garris in the gun, Egby in the backfield. Two receivers to the left, two receivers to the right on the short side motion. Jason Oaks, he's going to do another quick pass to Roman Marinello. He's going to try and ride the sideline. Well, and again, that, a, that looks like a very high Looks like tackle. Exeter's headhunting going yeah. for their neck on Roman Marinello twice now. But again, they, that's the same play they just ran that went for a loss. This one went for a gain. They saw that it was there. They saw that Jason Oaks slipped this time. Jason Oaks put in a nice block and sprung him for a few. And then Exeter going for the helmet. So this is Roman Marinello who actually had a neck injury in his sophomore year and missed oh, wow. a lot of time and now kind of makes me fearful that he's being tackled <laughs> around his neck yeah. going in through his senior year in the second But he, was, second he, didn't, he didn't run with fear, Rick. He was in there to go. So an official timeout here. It looks like the officials are going to have a talk. Hurt? Is somebody down? No, it looks like the officials are having a chat here with Coach Miller. Coach Miller is fired up. And... No, uh, oh, somebody's down, Rick. It looks like it looks like somebody's lame right there. Now Coach Miller looks like he's pretty fired up right now. Yeah, he's probably fired up about the uh, the helmet tackle. Absolutely, absolutely, and he has every right to be. That's two in a row. So yeah, they're going to bring down. water out. So we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll figure out what's going on. Exeter 49, Bears 0, 159 to play in the third. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. So we're back here at Bear Memorial Stadium and still a conversation going on here with Coach T.J. Miller and the officiating crew. I have to think this has to do with the tackle, two tackles against Roman Marinello, and it, it is an aside line exchange here. So 
clapping for somebody. Alright, I can't see his... Oh, it was the ball boy got trampled. Okay. The Bears ball boy got so trampled. So with a host of board town players on the sideline in front of us, you're not seeing that, yeah. are you? So. Yeah, that little kid, the ball boy got hurt. So play will resume, 159 left in the third quarter, and it's third and seven for Bordertown. Ryder Garrison, the gun, two receivers to the left, two to the right. Lego Egby, Ryder Garrison drops he back had time. the pass. He's got plenty of time. He's looking, no. and that's going to be a coverage sack. He's going to lose yeah. about six on the play. Just nothing there for him to throw to. Had some time, but a coverage sack nonetheless. Marinella was wide open over here on the side, but that's a long throw across the body. That's a long body. throw across the body, across the field. So, Eric, I don't think that's going to happen. So that's going to bring up a fourth down for Boyertown. Yeah, it looks like they're punting it away. So Cole Savage on the field to kick this one away to Exeter, and Exeter is going to bring in Carter Redding to receive it back at the 40. So it looks like a call against Boyertown is going to be declined by Exeter, so they're going to keep it right here at the 38-yard line. Looks like the 32-yard line. Ooh, what are they doing here? Cole Savage. Looks like Exeter is lining up to block this yeah. one. Yeah. Savage is going to get it away, though. Good it's a point. high kick. He's going to kick it out to about the Exeter 40. And he's well, going to kick it out of bounds. That's that one. So Cole Savage kicking some, have some nice punts tonight, getting a lot of time. Yeah. Even with the rush, the you know Egby, Egby's a good blocker. He you know he was up good up back, you know stopped them right before they got to him. So Exeter is going to start from their own 45-yard line. We need a turnover. And it looks like Ryder Garris is going to stay on the field <clears throat> and play some defense. Looking for the signals from coach as Exeter's bringing him up to the line. And uh, got two receivers to the left. He's going to snap. Fumble. There's a fumble in the backfield, and yeah, Exeter's going to drop right yeah, on it. be dropping that one. Is that him? Mm-hmm. So Carter Redding, a freshman from Exeter, is going to take the snap, and he's going to fall right on it. So recover for Exeter. Uh, so he's a, a freshman. Oh, sorry, Mason Rotelli. Mason Rotelli. So, Redding out, split to the left. Rotelli out of the gun. Handoff up the left side through the two Tackle. hole. Oh, he's he's going to take off to the outside. Yeah. He's at the 45, that, the 50. He's got a few men to beat down to the 40. That was a block in the back. Coach Miller is not happy. His headset went flying. His headset is now on like the 50 yard line. <laughs> so we got a block in the back, and you got to think as he took off on that run, you got two defenders turning their backs to the runner. And that's something you cannot see out here. Yeah, Kate Sennett got, he got, he, he got a block in the back. There was nothing he could do. You saw him throw his arms up. I'm not sure he knew what was happening there. So that's going to. But it was a late flag. It, you know, the line judge that didn't even see the play through the flag. Got the call. So it's going to back Exeter up with 23 seconds left in the third quarter. Exeter up, if you're just joining us now, 49 to nothing at the end of the third here. So that's going to bring up a second and long as Boyertown tries to reset, and Coach Miller's got to get his headset back that's on. That's uh, really long. Second and 25. So, 
Vitelli's going to be in the gun, brings him up to the line. Coach Miller got his headset back on. I did see that, yeah. He uh, don't think he's going to sleep well tonight, Eric. No, so I, I really don't. Vitelli in the gun. He's going to be watching this film all night long. Oh, defense Quick, wasn't set. This is just turning into a sloppy game here. I, yeah. can't, I, I can't, you know, can't make sense of it. I think uh, Coach Miller's awfully frustrated, yes, obviously. taking Exeter back again. And now maybe Exeter's got their guys in that – you know, have not a lot of experience. Your second stringers, your third stringers, you're bringing them in to get experience. But obviously, uh, the Friday night lights are getting to them, and there's a couple of yeah. silly penalties coming up here. But I mean, with the second team in there, let's see how Boyertown bounces back. I mean, they still have all their starters in, Rick. So Vitelli out of the gun. He's going to hand it off right up, straight up the middle here. He's going to bounce outside, but he's got four defenders on him. Boyertown's going to one, two, three, four, spot the whole defensive line on him. That's a 15-yard loss. Bringing him like. back even further. So that's going to end the third quarter and bring up a third down for Exeter. So even further back. So we'll head into the fourth quarter with Exeter up 49 to nothing. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. So we're back here at Bear Memorial Stadium and uh, beginning of the fourth quarter, <clears throat> Exeter 49 to nothing, nothing really looking fluid here on both sides now. I mean, Boyertown can't seem to get anything going. Exeter's struggling here. Looks like they got some second teamers in there trying to get some experience. And they are backed up right now for third and a mile. Yeah. Third and 39. I will say, a Bears right now, if they can capitalize on a fumble, they got 15 yards and they score. You'd like to see them get away with some points on the board in this game, Eric. I mean, yeah. You know, you got a third and 39. The ball's on their own 16, and now would be a good time. You got 12 minutes to play here and get something going. Yeah, you got you got to score. You got to punch it in. You got to end on a strong note. You got you know you got three quarters of bad film that you're going to get screamed at. You want to at least a fourth quarter to get some. Hey, that's a good job, guys. Absolutely. Even if it is with the second team, football players are football players. So extra lines up. It looks like Rotelli's going to stay in the gun. One receiver to the left, another hang handoff up to the left side. He's going to take it. He's going to keep bouncing. He breaks four tackles. Now he's getting drugged back. He's all the way back at about the 20-yard line. So what took off as maybe a 10-yard gain brought him back another five. So that's going to bring up a fourth down for Exeter. And Blurtown's just got to get something going here right now. Yeah. So they're going to come in. Fourth down for Exeter, and they're going to punt this one away. So, Eric, we're looking on the sideline. It looks like Ryder Garris is uh, yeah, having some trouble walking. Yeah. 
So the kick catch. is away, and it's a fair catch out there by Roman Marinello at the Boyertown 45-yard line. So that's going to be a change of possession. But, Eric, I don't think we're going to see Ryder Garris back here today. I, I really don't either, Rick. Let's see. Looks like the sophomore's hurting, do. and Don is tending to him now. Yeah. Best trainer in the league. There you go. So Boyertown's going to take over with 11.05 to play in this one, and we've got to get something going. So it's first and 10 Boyertown from their 45, and Panarello's going to have to come back in and take control of this one, try and put some points Let him air it out. He had two long passes last week. Let's let him air it out. So Panarello's going to go under center, two receivers to the right, Egby in the backfield, two receivers left, one slot, handoff to Egby up the middle. It looks like no. Panarello. Panarello, keeper. keeper. He's going to keep it. He's, he's going to go down. Oh, he's out of bounds. They said he stepped out. So he was gone to the races, but they say he stepped out of bounds at about the 35-yard line. I'm not so sure, but that's the Exeter sideline. So yeah, I'm not sure they're Yeah, the rest happening. were wearing white, more white, just like Exeter. Uh, so Panarello fakes everybody to the far side and looks like he's going to take off and get a little life out of the Boyertown offense. It's going to bring him up to about their Exeter 37-yard line. And a first down. This first down is brought to you by the in-home oxygen on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. So Panarello under center, Egby in the backfield. Looks like they're staying with the set. He's going to hand this one off up the middle and help push. Egby's going to go nowhere for about no gain. He got stuck. He, he did. To, yeah, Egby, he hit a wall, yeah. but you saw Panarello try to push him through. Yeah. So that old play. So now you got 10 minutes left in the game. And Boyertown's stuck right now with a second and 10 on the Exeter 36. Got to punch one in here. Eric. Yeah, you, you got to. I, I throw the ball. I'm going to say it again. Throw the ball. Or Egby off tackle. But so oh, okay. Panarello's going to bring him to the line. He's going to go in the gun. He's got Roman Marinello to the left. Egby in the backfield. Two receivers left. Quick snap. He looks like he's going to run the option. He's going to option over to Egby. He's going to take off. He's going to make it up to about the 31-yard line. Guy. So he took a guy with him. I mean, a powerhouse, as long as he keeps his hands on the ball. Yeah. He can do great things out there with his yep. speed and size powering through. This is one of the best, uh, best uh, field position we've had along with a short third down. I mean, we've been playing you know, third and long, third and eight, third and nine. A lot of the game, this is a third and short. So not a lot of third down conversions today for Boyertown. Exeter's uh, none, run. none. So from the 31 yard line for a third and four, Panarello is going to keep it and head to the outside. He's got, got a man to beat. He's going to head down. He's got a flag. He's down at the five. He's in for the touchdown. Let's see about this flag, Anthony Panarello. There's laundry on the field. Looks like we're in for the score. Let's see about this flag. What's the call? They're going to call holding, Rick. They're going to call holding on Boyertown. So he had some look like great blocking yes, to the far did. side there, but holding, Boyertown, holding there on Boyertown. So unfortunately, the life that we just saw is going to come back. Panarello is looking a little frustrated. T.J. Miller coaching him, having a conversation here on the sideline at the 40. Boyertown's going to have to come again. back and reset. Same play, other side. Just, I mean, Exeter's yeah. been doing it all night, right? Yeah, same play, just run it. So Take here we go. So that's going to back Boyertown up now instead of a third and four. Back to the third and long, Rick. Yeah. Third and 12. So we're going to see it. No, we're going to see about a third and nine here, Eric, it looks like. And. That looks like 12. 
ball on the 38. So third and 11, ball on the 38. Panarello in the gun, Egby in the backfield. Quad set You pass here. it? Third and long, you pass it? He's gonna it, bring Rick? Egby up. I think you do. I don't know. Ooh, I mean, you got the wheels. Ooh, motion. Offsides, Boyertown. So it looks like offsides, Boyertown. Panarello was dropping back to pass yeah. the ball. Just receiver, didn't happen. Receiver got a little, uh, little ahead of himself there. So, Boyertown going to have to reset it after yet another penalty. Panarello has a conversation with Coach T.J. Miller here on the sidelines and uh, get a game plan together. I mean, third and 16, you went from a third and four, then you had a touchdown, which then he got called back. Now you're at a third and 16 on the Exeter 43 with eight minutes to play in this contest. I mean, you're showing the same set. Egby in the backfield, Panarello in the gun. He's going to take the snap. It's Bobble. a low snap, yeah. and he's going to have to drop on it to hold on to it. So that's going to bring up a fourth down for Boyertown. And, I mean, at this point, Eric, you got to go for it. Yeah, you, you got to. So Panarello is going to run to the sideline and get a call from Coach Miller. Coach Miller gives him the signal. And, I mean, we had some excitement here except for one holding call, right? Yeah. Fans that erupted. Holding call. Cheerleaders uh, got a little excited down there, Eric, and – Unfortunately, that holding call is going to bring them back. So we got a fourth and 19 now, and the offense is going to stay on the field as I suspected. And Anthony Panarello in the gun, Leo Egby in the backfield. He's going to drop back to pass. He's, he's under got pressure. Does he see somebody open? He's going to throw one down the sideline. He's got Jason Oaks down at the 32. He's going to stay on his feet and out at the 25. I think he's a little <clears> short, though, Rick. So I think, I think he's, he's going to be out. short for the first down. So they're going to give him the first down there, Eric. Really? All right, yeah. So first down, Boyertown. This first down is brought to you by Penn State Health, St. Joseph, primary care, urgent care, emergency care, on demand, the best care anywhere, on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. So Boyertown going to line up and get ready, guys. Panarello basically in the speed set here. He's going to launch one. Across the field, and, oh. and it's picked off by Exeter on the six-yard line. He had Roman Merrill wide open, but now we got a flag on the play here, and let's see what this is about. I think it might have been pass interference on the defense, Rick. So Marinello was open, but looked like he had a push-off from Exeter. Right now, as it stands, Exeter has an interception, so that would have ended what would have been a great, great series. And we're down to the last six and a half minutes left in this one. So that's a pass interference against Exeter, so we're going to keep this ball rolling here. And Boyertown's going to keep rolling, trying to get some points on the board here and get rid of that goose egg up on the board. So with 6.36 to play, Boyertown's in the huddle. So, Eric, player of the game, Anthony Panarello? Uh, at this point, I mean, it's got to be. He started out you know, started out a little shaky. They, they sat him a little bit, but he did play some defense. Now he's back under center here in the fourth quarter, you know, right. down 48-0. And he's coming around. He's got to be the player of the so game. So Panarello in the gun. Two receivers left. Two receivers right. Egby in the backfield. Coming out from the 12-yard line. First and 10. He's going to hand it off to Egby. Nope. No, he's not. He's going to fake it. Panarello's going to take it to the inside. And he's going to score a touchdown. Anthony Panarello. Touchdown, Boyertown. Like we just said, player of the game. I mean. I think that's a statement. Putting the team on his back right now. Right, yeah. Eric? He's, he's telling the coach, put me in, coach. Don't take me so, out. I can win. I mean, you got to ask your guy when the, when the chips are down, who wants the ball? Yep, he wants the ball, yep. right? So Anthony Panarello, your player of the game, is Boardtown scores and gets some points on the board. 
This player of the game is brought to you by Gridiron Services, full service property maintenance, building and remodeling. Call Justin Connick at 484-614-0670. Gridiron Services, make the call. We do it all. And you know, Rick, a quarterback wins player of the game, and Justin was a quarterback he for was. Boyertown. Yeah, 97. Yeah. Graduated from Boyertown. He's the head coach of the Legion team. He is. He is. And Justin Connick, uh, not able to be here tonight. Soccer. Soccer? Yeah, Zach Foskey. Soccer. Yeah, he's got to take care of. Uh, oh, man. The soccer team as well. Justin makes his, area, his rounds all through the area as a Legion coach. So, Anthony Panarello, your Gridiron Services player of the game. going for two? So it looks like Boardtown's going for two. Panarello's going to line up under center. Egby comes up to have a conversation with him. Now they're going to take a timeout. Looks like a little miscommunication out there as we weren't sure what we were doing. Coach so, is probably fired up. So we're going to take this break right now, and we'll be right back to see what they come up with. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610 929 2004. In home oxygen. All right, we're back here at Bear Memorial Stadium with 6.23 to play. Boyertown getting some points on the board here and a little bit of life from Anthony Panarello. Looks like they're going to stay in. They line up for the two-point conversion. Anthony Panarello under center. Egby in the backfield. Two receivers split left and right. Panarello's going to take the snap. Looks like he's going to fake the handoff to Egby again. He's going to run in for the two points, and he's going to get the two points. Anthony Pellarello putting his team on his back, scoring eight for the team. Yep, he's telling the coach, don't take me out, coach. A little bit of blocking off the right side there, Eric. Obviously yep. faking to Egby, giving that illusion, and uh, that blocking on the right side and the crackdown block. Yeah, yeah, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder right now. I think he got a little upset when coach pulled him, being a, you know, being a leader and wanting to be out there. He's telling coach right now, coach, don't take me out. I can I can win with this team. And you got to imagine with whatever was going on there with Ryder Garris, looks like he was maybe having some problems with his knee. Uh, you know, and you you've been in that position before, Eric. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to do what you have to do to really carry your team, and, and it gives you a little bit of fire. So even with being down 49 to nothing in the fourth quarter, Boratown shows some life here and brings back with eight points here. Uh, 6:23 left to play in this game. So. Boretown's going to line up to kick this one away. And looks like they're going to bring out. And Ryder still is on the field. So up. Kolya Savage is going to have to kick this one away with Ryder Garris on the bench. Not really sure what's going on with him. Hopefully he's okay. So Kolya Savage, sophomore, is going to line up to kick this one away to Exeter. And he's on the sidelines. It looked like it was knee, but I think uh, Donald pulled the helmet. So your Savage kicks a squib kick across the left, and it's going to get down to about the 32. Ooh, blocking it back. And nice Philip Garriston is going to pick it up for Exeter and take it up to about the 40-yard line. And obviously, Jason Oaks brought him down. Refs didn't see what you saw. Now there's a flag. Two flags. What was that? So it looks like a call against Exeter here. 
We got a block in the back against Exeter, so that's going to back him up even further. So it looks like Exeter pounds it in the first half, comes back in the second half, puts in some second, third stringers, and a lot of miscues, Eric. Yes, but they're still holding Boyertown. Still holding Boyertown. That's something there. But, but My Roman, doppelganger knew the flag. He called it. Yeah, there you go. So Roman, Roman Marinello taking a couple shots tonight, taking a couple quick passes, not able to get anything moving. Anthony Panarello having to put it on his back a little bit. Agby with some really nice plays. A couple situations, not able to hold on to it. But I here think, we are. Yeah, right now I think the D needs to make a statement. Our offense made a statement. Now our defense needs to come and say, Coach, we got you. Yeah, yeah, and Exeter came to play. And it looks like so. we've, we're mixing up some players. It looks like there's some different players in there. Absolutely. You can see coaches pulling some players off the sideline saying, get your buddy in here and let's get something moving. So Exeter's going to line up. Rotelli out of the gun. He's going to keep it. He's going to have hands to the short side, up the sideline. He's going to be met flag. hard by Boyertown right at about the 37-yard line. And let's see what this flag is about. And... I'm guessing another block in the back. Holding against Exeter. So a holding call against Exeter. And that's going to back him up five more yards. So with 5.45 to play, Exeter up 49-8. to eight. Number 61, Ryan LeVan brought him down. So again, I mean, you're seeing some players get in. I mean, you got five minutes left to play in the game. Yeah. Get some guys some time, right? Absolutely. So... Maybe some freshmen getting in there. Uh, That's so actually a freshman, number 61, Ryan Good. Levin. And you got to give him that experience. I remember the first time I went to the Friday Night Lights. I, I mean, mean, Rick, he's 6'7", 200 Ooh, pounds. That's a big boy. So Rotelli's going to keep it, so and he's going to run to the outside. It looks like he's got two men to beat. He's going to kick it to the outside. He's up to the 30. He's going to bring it up to about the 32 before he hits the sideline, and yet another flag on the play. So a hold, another block in the back. We'll see what this one is, Eric. I Ryan, mean, Ryan Spangler brought him down. So no flags in the first quarter, and ever since, nothing but laundry on the field. Yeah. At this point, I mean, I, I think you got to let him play. I didn't see anything from here. Obviously, I'm not over there. I didn't see anything from here that would have led me to believe that it was anything too vicious. I mean, you got to remember, these are second year. You know, some of these kids are the first year up here, first time out on Friday night. They're going to have jitters. They're going to hold. You just let him play at this point unless something gets really serious. Then you got to stop him. Oh, that's against Boyertown. So, absolutely, Eric. So, here we are, and Ratelli's going to bring him to the line. He's going to stay in the gun. And He's that's got a first down on a penalty. And they're going to give him a first down. That's enough to move the stick. So, Ratelli's going to light this one up from the gun. And... Quick handoff to the right, off tackle, nobody home. He's going to come up to about the 48-yard line. Is that Messiah Robertson again? No, it's not. That is Nigel Meekins. So, again, Exeter getting some time for some younger guys. And look like they're moving quick to the ball now. Yeah, probably running, probably trying to do hurry up with the second team. So, Mason Rotelli out of the gun. One receiver left, one receiver to right, handoff up the middle. He's going to take off. He's at the 40, the 35, and he's finally brought down at about the 35-yard line of Boyertown and not really able to stop him right now. Cabron Woody on the carry for Exeter. So Boyertown defense, still no answer. Eric. No. 
No, they're they're not tackling, Rick. They're 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 not shoulder tackling and wrapping. They're trying to arm tackle. Uh, they got to get their head in front of the runner. So Vitelli out of the gun, quick snap. He's going to hand it off to the left. He's going to on around him. He's nobody's going to stop him. He's down to the twenty. He's going to keep it on his feet. He's down to the ten. Five touchdown, Exeter. It looks like Cabron Woody is going to take off for that one. I, Exeter nailing the coffin now, fifty-five to eight. Yeah. Again, I, I think the, the no tackling. He bounced off four different Boyertown players that did not wrap and tackle him. You know, Eric, I got to think at this point, maybe Coach Miller's putting some guys in that, you know, need a little bit of work too. So Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he is. So now you got 418 to play in the game. Exeter 55-8. to eight. They're going to bring Mikey Moser in to kick this one through the uprights for the extra point as Boyertown lines up. So Mikey Moser lines up. He's going to kick that one again straight through the uprights, and that's going to bring it to 56-8 to eight Exeter with 4.18 to play in the game. We'll be back right after this break. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and... Insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. And you're back to Bears Memorial Stadium with 4.18 left to play in this one. Exeter just putting the nail in the coffin here on Boyertown, bringing the score 56-8. And it looks like Mikey Moser is teeing this one off to kick it. I don't think he's going to kick this one deep, but we'll see. We got and Leo Egby up at the 27. Mikey Moser kicks it. He kicks it deep back down to Cade Senate. Jason Oaks is going to take it. Jason Oaks up to the 30. It looks like he's going to take it to the 35. He's fighting for every inch he's going to get before he's drugged backwards, but forward progress should bring him up to about the 35-yard line to get this offensive series started. Yeah, that was a good return. Jason Oaks, big week last week. Not able to get too much going this week with no. quarterback changes, nothing coming his way. So seeing him on the return, uh, nice to see his speed and ability because he definitely showed it last week. An 85-yard touchdown last week against Upper Perk in the first half. Um, just not able to really show too much tonight. No, and he's a young kid too, so we got a couple more years of seeing him play. Absolutely. So here we go as Panarello Egby's under center. Egby's out. Panarello under center. Marinello. We got a handoff up the middle, and he's going to go absolutely nowhere on that play so looks like coach Miller is trying to get some reps in here for some younger guys looks like Aiden McCullough in there on the carry and just not able really to get anything going there so Panarello is going to have a quick huddle and come right back out and uh, try to get something going here Aiden Myers in the game for Boyertown single setback He's going to hand off straight up the middle. He's going to get a push. He's going to get some help from his line. He's going to make it up to about the 41, 42-yard line. So a little bit of movement on the play with 3.13 left to play in this one. 
and not quite enough for a first down. Looks like they're going to be short by about four yards. Last time they were like this, let's let's see if they can convert on a fourth down. So it looks like they're going to let the clock run, no timeouts, uh, and Panarello is just going to keep staying under center. So two receivers to the right, one to the short side, sing out of the eye. Now Panarello, snap, quick pitch out to the left. Oh, He's he going to get a handle on it. Coming up to the left, he's going to stay on his feet. And that's Hayden Stensko. Sorry, Stensko. I'm not sure what the names. but Your your wife's not going to be happy with you. Yeah, on I know. That one. He gets a carry up to until he's pushed out at about the Exeter 49-yard line. So oh, a boy, nice John, play. Up, Rick. They're hurrying up. So we got a hurry-up offense here from Panarello. And Zenko is going to stay in the game. Handoff up to middle. Kolya Savage up to about yeah, the 42. Pounding. I mean, that's the Kolya Savage I knew back in the day. Do I say it right? Coltrane, that's 26 a, touchdowns in one like, season. kind of like Devlin. In the, Eight yeah. and one that season. I L love little that. Dev little Devlin. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of uh, Kolya Savage in years to come. I can guarantee you that. So he's going to take it up to about the 43-yard line for Boyertown. Let and the kid pound it. You got Chase, a 50, let, let, just keep giving it to him. Chase Ristine at quarterback. Coley Savage, there's the Coltrane up to about the 39-yard line, so he's going to keep that ball moving. Is that enough for a first down? It looks like it. Looks it. like it might have enough for a first down here. Let's see what the call is. They're going to keep the clock moving, and so are the chains. This, this first down. Timeouts, coach. This first down is brought to you by Penn State Health, St. Joseph, primary care, urgent care, emergency care, on-demand care, the best care anywhere, on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Quick handoff to Coley Savage up the right side, off tackle. No, Looks quarterback keeper. Quarterback keeper. He bobbled it. So a little miss. Understood there in the exchange, and the quarterback ends up keeping it. And gain two yards. he's going to kick a two yard gain. So, second and eight now with Chase Ristine. And you got a sophomore coming in, you got a third string quarterback coming in and moving the ball a little yeah. bit here. I mean, I mean he had a nice head on his shoulders. He tried to hand it off to Cole, and then uh, it got bobbled. He picked it up and ran and gained two yards. I mean, positive yards are positive yards at this point. So Anthony Genovese coming off the field. Five seconds, Rick. Getting a little bit of play. So 42 seconds left to play in this one. Brody Reynolds in out to the slip, split left. Under center, he's going to pitch it to the right. Stenzenko is going to take it up about two yards, and that might end this one. Coach Miller's got to call a timeout. Give these kids another chance. Ah, give them a chance to play it out, yeah. but we'll see. You 20 got seconds timeouts. left. Call a timeout. So that's going to give him about a third and six here on the 34-yard line with 14 seconds, and they're going to try and get a playoff here quick, Eric, with no timeout. Yeah, this I mean, ought to be the last play Coach of the Miller's game. out on the field. Brody Reynolds he's split the to the left. I mean, this is just letting them go. Quick snap. He's going to pass. Coach he's Miller's dropping back. He's going to launch one deep, but it's too deep for Brody Reynolds in the end zone, and that is going to end this one, Boyertown, 56 to eight, Exeter's going to take this one. So Bears fans, not exactly the site, this the, the scene we wanted to see here tonight against Exeter at Bears Memorial Stadium, but uh, nonetheless, got some guys some reps, got some guys some times, maybe check up and see what they're you know missing here, where they can improve before they face why I'm missing next week. 
So that's going to end this one here. We'll be back with some post-game commentary after this break with Exeter 56-8 to over Boyertown. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. All right, Eric. Well, we're back here and finishing up this one at Bear Memorial Stadium, and uh, not the outing we'd like to see from our Bears. Hey? No, not not at all. I mean, this week was kind of crazy. The first week was crazy, and we pulled one out. This one was hopefully next year. I mean, next week's a little different. I mean, it's going to be a little different. The game's Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning. Um, tackling, tackling, momentum on the offense, blocking. Um, keeping your lanes, keeping contained. Um, there's a lot of things that Coach Miller is going to see with this film. I don't – I mean, he's going to have a lot of work this week. Absolutely. So you got to think that at this point in the season, you know, last year they faced the COVID challenge. They only get to play seven games. They go two and five last year. They struggle to get through. There's no fans in the audience. It's a tough year across the board for sports everywhere. They come back this year. they got to split the first game into two days. Then they come back and they're playing a team here, Exeter, that basically just put on a show against yeah. the number fourth ranked team in the state and went pound for pound with them up until the last down of that game. And you got to just think, I mean, Boyertown just wasn't matched up for them tonight. No, I mean, you have a, yard, a lot of young kids on Boyertown. Um, the good thing is you do have a lot of things to work on, but you have an extra day now. Right. You know, you don't have, you know, you have Friday to work because games on Saturday, so you have an extra day. You get that extra day to, you know, put in extra work. Absolutely. So next week, I mean, why I'm missing another powerhouse to contend with in a Burks non-league, uh, non-conference game. Um, but why I'm missing always giving us a hard time. Yeah, running um, game. All the years, they big the big boys up there giving us a hard time. Um, benefits, yeah, extra day. You get to play a Saturday noon, afternoon game at 1.30. So a little bit of time to prepare, get yourself ready. You're not going through a day of school. You're not traveling. Um, you know, you're going to go against why I'm missing there. And you got to imagine that Coach Miller is going to be working on scheme. Um, yeah. You know, working with these young guys on – you know, how to shed that block offensively, defensively, how to read these backs running back and forth. Um, you know, so obviously got to make some changes before next week and come back ready to play, get the morale boosted back up, Eric. Yeah, um, I think the seniors, I think at this point, I, I, like we were there, Rick. I mean, you know, seniors, senior, this is your last year in high school. I mean, I would t- do anything to get back out on the field. I mean, I think there's a lot of football left. I think the seniors need to have a pow in the locker room and say, guys, we're not out of this. We got to do. We got to work together as a team. I think that's what it's going to take. Absolutely. So you go up. You got extra this week. Okay, we just got smacked around here a little bit. We got to get ourselves back together. You got Y missing next week. Then you're going to get Pottsgrove. When you come back there, you got Pottsgrove away. Then O.N.J. Roberts and Springford. So not the easiest schedule that you could possibly have. But make some changes. Come back at it and see what we can do to to, to uh, improve. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no schedule. So I mean, no schedule that's ever easy. We just got to wrap this up. So. 
The All right. will get it. They'll get it. So next week we will bring you at Why uh, Missing, 130 game away. And uh, that will wrap this one up here tonight with Exeter 56 and the Boretown Bears 8. And we hope you enjoyed the game on our first here on the Bears Sports Network. We'll be with you for the rest of the games this year, so, I'm, so please join us. For my broadcast partner, Eric Butcher, I'm Rick Hunter. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for Boyertown Bears football on the Bears Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Join us next week when the Bears travel to Wyomissing to take on the Spartans. You can listen to the game at jgmedia.us. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellick Media. Good night. <laughs>